Welcome to our spoiler cast for Death Note. The anime and the movie. We're inevitably, inevitably going to spoil both. Uh, have Neither of us have seen the live-action Japanese adaptations, right? No, so I'm sure. Have, so those uh, are safe, if that even means anything. But we're, but we're probably we're never yeah. going to be comparing the anime to the movie, be, the Netflix original live action thing that happened this weekend. Yeah. Good and times. I, and I had a refresher. I uh, I broke my rule. <laughs> uh, so when I watch anime, because it's usually too long, like almost always. Every, almost every yeah. anime has a, pro- a problem where if it gets any popularity, the publisher's like, fuck quality, make more of it forever. And Death Note was a little bit of a victim of that because it has a clear ending point and then just awkwardly continues. And they are like, oh, shit, the publishers wanted more. Let's make a whole new cast of characters for a really brief extra storyline. And yeah. that, so when I, wa- when I got through Death Note originally, I stopped the moment the real ending happened and just didn't bother with the rest of it. But just for the <laughs> sake of revisiting it for the purpose of this movie i did go and watch the entire entirety of death note now so now i've seen all of it and it wasn't worth it was not worth continuing past the uh, first proper ending are you sure i think that ending segment's really good but more importantly doing all of this for the netflix original death note movie was especially not worth it (laughs) no you get nothing in return for doing it yeah I i would say the best part of the death note like bonus chapter i guess the death note dlc is probably the ending which is interesting he's just losing his mind and like running around yeah an interesting thing to highlight as a just a starting difference between the movie and the source material is that death note as an anime ends with two people facing off in a warehouse saying, aha, my master plan's gonna outsmart you. Well, actually, I thought of your master plan, and I made a master plan that outsmarts your master plan. And then eventually <laughs> yeah. somebody loses and dies. Uh, yeah. In this movie, it ends with a chase scene. <laughs> like, that's a chase scene and massive destruction and people yelling at each other. <laughs> like, that's the that's the core difference between these two movies in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, oh. That does speak a lot of volumes for how different this movie is compared yeah. to the source material. So let's go, let's go ahead and just talk exclusively about the anime for a little while, just to run through that a little bit. So okay. the so the anime starts off with just book arrives in life of normal schoolboy, but who turns out to not be normal schoolboy because he's both <laughs> he's top of his class slash maybe top of the country or something as far as like testing scores goes and everything like that. He's getting oh, he's getting yeah. ready to graduate high school and all that, and he's also. Just like a megalomaniac, like psycho, like psycho person that thinks that he is God's gift to humanity and that he can single-handedly reshape society. <laughs> so I mean, the he's moment... just a he's just a narcissist. Yeah, he's totally. Like, his, he's a terrible yeah, person. Just, he just thinks his sense of justice is better than everybody else's. Yeah, because he was given the power to enact his own sense of justice. He's so... one of those like really garbage human beings. Like he's not, he's not like Joker bad. Like genuinely, like unambiguously he's, evil and chaotic yeah. he's just like he's not inherently evil he's yeah. just uh he's just misconstrued on how to enact justice properly he's basically the he's basically most fascist <laughs> that uh are like yeah. i'm just gonna single-handedly fix the entire world and anybody who stands up to me gets fixed along with it basically <laughs> like that's yeah. his entire concept so he's immediately like a lunatic and it's great yeah, because so you're like this guy's the... a monster but immediately you're introduced to l and you're like oh here's our actual protagonist basically 
is the guy trying to catch the monster we saw in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the idea is... The idea of the... I, I have a plan to make the world a better place, and anybody who stands against me means that they like the world that exists now, which means that they're bad people, is... It's a it's one of those kind of like yeah you can really get some momentum with that for the first couple of times and then people start getting really salty about it after a while and start coming yeah. after you which is a mo- almost immediately by the way like almost immediately after he gets the book it's like and L's on the case and it's like wow that didn't take long for someone to get very upset with your sense of justice and they make it pretty clear what's happened too because at that point he's killed like hundreds of people yeah like he yeah, just he's killed dove into that. Like well, the, uh, one of the one of the like really morbid background details happening in the anime is that every episode you're constantly being reminded that like several pages of the notebook have been filled out again with people's names, for, which for those that don't know, if you t- if you write somebody's name in the death note, they die one way or another. By default, they get a heart attack within what forty seconds. This is a forty second countdown, uh, and then they die of a heart attack. Yeah, but if I you so. and if you write additional details, that becomes their actual cause of death. Yeah, so basically it's a uh <laughs> god. There's a there's a couple of ways that it works. So you need a death note requires a face and a name and it requires the real name and a picture of like and the actual face. So that way you can't just type you can't just write in Keith Ballard and the hockey player dies on accident instead of Keith. Um and secondly, you can put in like you could put in a multitude of things to a degree if i remember correctly there's like a limitation on the things that you can make a person do um but uh like if i remember correctly i don't think you can make another person kill another person through the death note unless you put that person's name and visualize their face inside of the death note i'm Um, pretty sure that it basically amounts to Forms of just dying on the spot or performing an action before dying or just some sort of specific suicide method. I don't... Yeah. I'm trying to remember all 30, like, seven episodes of Death Note or something. And I don't think anybody ever gets, like, mind-controlled into murdering anybody. In fact, the entire concept of mind-control is actually a very, very minor part of Death Note to the point where, like, it's basically just amounts to... You're going to you're going to die, but you're going to kill yourself somewhere where no one will find you. Is basically what it often amounts it's, to. Yeah, I think uh, Ryuk specifically says it's a suggestion rather than yeah. a command. So it's not that uh, it's not so much that the person is doing something like following orders. They're they're they feel uh, compelled to do this thing, like writing the name of Kira on the wall is something that compels them. But it's not. But like killing another person is an order. So, like, yeah. they just, yeah, or same with what you said, going and killing yourself in the woods versus killing yourself, like, at your house. That's, like, a, you know, that's a subtle suggestion. It's like Inception. And it was someone it just was, kind of, like, whispers. It was interesting because, first of all, the Death Note doesn't have too many rules, so it's not overly convoluted and complicated. Like, there's only, there's actually yeah. only, like, a, a small handful of rules for the entire series as far as the book itself. I think it was, like, ten rules or something like that. And exploring the rules themselves is part of the story. Like, yes. an, there's a there's an entire plot line that's essentially uh, Light is going to the Death Note and he's just killing criminals in a series of ways, literally as, like, he has, like, a control group that he's just killing normally where they just have a heart attack. 
And he has other people that he's ha- he is exper- experimenting on, giving them a series of different uh, things and writing a bunch of different things for well, what's going to happen to them, just to see yeah. which things happen and which things don't, so he can learn how exactly the Death Note works and what's limitations are. So he's like, yes. you die on the other side of the planet, and it doesn't work. And you die yeah. while writing... Uh, while writing uh the real name of somebody else and like it doesn't work because the uh writing some uh telling somebody to uh kill themselves by, by writing knowledge they don't have means they can't they can't because they don't have that knowledge like that'll actually that's actually one of the rules which is interesting yes um yeah because like the it's really weird because it goes into that that field where the person killing them is supposed to be ryuk he's like the death god that goes and kills them but so Ryuk knows, say for instance, Ryuk knows exactly who L is. He knows exactly L's name. He knows exactly when L will die. Uh, like he can see the the timer on it that shows how much longer they have to live. And um, but like so, if you tell somebody, like you tell some random criminal, hey, when you die, write L's name on the wall. Like he, even though Ryuk's the one killing him, he can't. Like Ryuk's not going to tell him that information to write it on the wall. I don't. Like, I actually don't think that's even true. I don't think what? Ryuk actually kills anybody in in uh in Death Note. I think the b- journal actually has the ability to kill people, and that's it. Is like, it? Ry- I thought, Ryuk is I so passive the to the whole thing, and and by the end of the story, there's multiple Death Notes circulating around, and the people that have each Death Note are are switching, and you can't even keep track of which one's Ryuk's. And also, the one that Ryuk has is revealed over time to not even be Ryuk's, but another uh, Shinigami's right. entirely. It's a dead Shinigami's. Right. No, it was the guy that he comes back later. He's like, give me back my notebook, like that one, oh, that that one guy that he, yeah, he go, he he's the one that's pestering uh, Mello, because Mello has his notebook R- at that point. Right. So right. like every all the Death Notes belong to a Shinigami, but they just kill people, and that's it. And I think and it's actually the book itself that does that, because even the even Ryuk has a Death Note that he can write other people's names into, because the series ends with him writing Light's name into his Death Note, and yeah, he just I kills thought... him with a Death Note. Well, because that death note is a is a permanent death note, if I remember correctly. It's like one where because if I remember what Ryuk said is like when you use the death note, um, like whoever uses the death note, they will not be allowed to be reborn. I think that was a stipulation. <clears throat> uh, if people uh, use a death, um, it could be a different translation. So I'm not entirely sure, but in in the one I in the translation I was going through. They were saying that anyone who uses the Death Note does not go to heaven or hell. Yes, so that's what I meant. They, yeah, they don't get the rebirth of going to one side or the other. They just just disappear, I guess. <laughs> basically, <laughs> like know, they're damning themselves in a different way by even doing it, basically. Yeah, it doesn't really explain it because it's not important to the plot, which it shouldn't yeah. be. But uh, it, yeah, I guess they just cease to exist as a all matter of being i don't know but that's what ryuk's death notes for i believe i believe his personal death note is meant for like uh is specifically more meant for killing people who use death notes like to make sure that they don't go to so what, or hell. what the shinigami do is they use their death notes to prolong their own lives because if they they can kill anybody they want with their death notes and whatever life they steal from them gets added to their own yeah basically like weeping angels actually yeah, it's kind of weird. It's basically the same idea. It's like the the leftover life they're stealing becomes added to their own, and that's how they're that's how they prolong forever. And the Shinigami are actually really interesting in the anime because they they're just lazy little shits. <laughs> they're just sitting around they're... playing boring games and doing nothing, yeah. and sitting in around well, in the demon world and just hanging out. 
and then well, every now and life. then, yeah, like just every now and then they'll prolong their life a little bit more. Whenever it's like, oh, time to do that little chore. All right, who's someone I should kill? Whatever, and then they go back to like playing, I don't know, Go or yeah. something in the in this weird Nether world. Because they so just like, like look. Don't they have like a thing that looks onto like looks down to Earth, and they can just like see people and go like, yeah, I think they, that I guy think they dies. literally just look off the ledge. Like they just look. Yeah, down. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. They can just like look to Earth and be like, yeah, that guy, and just like, like write his whole, name. And he the just whole dies. story basically starts because Ryuk's like, well, this is boring, and then he just drops a book off the edge. Like, oops, guess I gotta deal with that now. And then the whole show happens. <laughs> yeah, because he just intentionally, he's like, whoops, and intentionally causes hundreds of people to die. <laughs> Because that's just a game for him, and the and the anime even ends with him like being like, "Well, this was fun, and I write your name in, and I'm gonna leave now." And that's that's how it ends. Yeah. Like he just writes, well, because... L, he writes L's, uh, Light's name and leaves. Yeah, I mean that was the entire premise was just that Ryuk was insanely bored and thought it would be fun to just follow around a kid with a death note. Yeah, he's just entertaining himself. But yeah. what's what's fun about this show is that. It reminds me a lot of why I liked shows like Breaking Bad and a bunch of other things where, like, you'll have two characters that are essentially trying to kill or end each other in one way or another, and they both have... They're on different sides of the law or different sides of some sort of moral system or some sort of system of rules, and they both have their own, like, they have opposite but not entirely equal goals and a series of different rules about how their world can work. So you have L versus Light throughout this whole thing, and they both know things the other one doesn't. They both have systems the other one doesn't know about. And so you have, like, L is held back in that he's not he's not somebody that's just going to run up to somebody and execute them for and because he suspects that somebody might be Kira. And he has yeah. to do with all these inve- investigation things. He has to narrow down his target from the entire population of the world and stuff like that. And even and he's just going on intuition and, and investigation. Meanwhile, uh, Light has this huge spectrum of abilities and powers and rules that the his opponents just don't even know exist. Both the yeah, good they don't and even the bad. know they don't even know how he's killing them, which is the yeah. most important part. It, yeah, like is he just looking at? Does he just look at someone and they die? Does he just like imagine yeah. people dying in their in his dreams? Like, there's so many possible vectors of how this yeah. seemingly supernatural murderer works. And so so <laughs> not only did, omni, omnipotent being just kills people from any place yeah. in the world. Yeah. That's <laughs> a genuine plot point is there's a part of the story where L is like could this just actually be like a god? Like am I trying yeah. to am I trying to to stop a god from killing people? Cuz that's a genuine threat when you have this fantastical of a murder situation going on where you're like I don't how is this happening? But he's tracking this person down across the planet, and he's tr- and he doesn't know about Shinigami. He doesn't know what the rules are. So while while you see Light figuring out the rules and limit limitations of how his power works, you also have L then trying to ke- play keep up, figuring out what Light has figured out about his own powers, so that he can even diagnose what's going on. And then a series of really clever things happen over time because, like, uh, what was it? The um. Oh crap! What narrowed him down to Japan? Oh uh, right, what narrowed him down was the uh... what? It was the murder times. Yeah, there were such the specific the times to the murders because he uh, yeah. he would well, only murder people after he got off school. Yeah, the the first mistake that Light makes is he keeps getting off of school and just writing a bunch of names into his notebook. So he the L was able to like, all right, this is like probably a Japanese student. 
that goes to school and then comes home from school and then just kills people until it's time to go to bed all <laughs> afternoon. Because like you could like 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 yeah, you could be via time zones and class schedules, you could start piecing together where this was. So then he starts airing. He starts airing. Uh, he 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 sets up a, a body double of himself that happens to have the letter L in their name, so it's it's believable enough, and has their real name listed in front of them, and and he puts them on TV, and he just he starts broadcasting it in different regions of Japan, so that he can try to figure out which part of Japan uh, light is in, and light takes the bait because yeah. light is so egotistical and narcissistic and. Is, like he sees himself as somebody who will smite people that dare challenge him that he actually takes yeah. the bait and it, it's he great because he's it. he's a protagonist that is so petty that he makes mistakes for these really these really like like he makes mistakes he shouldn't because he uh because he gets he thinks he's so high and mighty and that's yeah. the entire that's the basis of the entirety of uh l getting as close as he does and then the entire show ensues from there because for then for like dozens of episodes l is hunting light while light is being a whole lot more careful now after all those screw-ups he made <laughs> at the beginning yeah after after the couple of whoopsies he suddenly yeah. starts getting a, a lot more uh uh what's the word he gets a lot more prepared when he starts killing people i mean i think he even starts killing people on a timer right he starts like delaying people's deaths yeah he starts being like well i, I can trick people I can I can try to like tr- try to erase the mistake I made in the past by like scheduling my murders for different times because yeah. he realizes he can schedule them to happen whenever he wants to basically by just writing that time into the notebook and things like that. But what's really important is that the notebook never gets overpowered. Like the it notebook already... never changes too, which is it, really yeah. great. Is it that or- the rules are consistent? It already has the ridiculously powerful ability to kill anybody if you write their name while imagining their face and you have a few tricks you can do where you can change this the uh circumstances of their death which i think the most fantastical use of that was near the end of the series where uh he has a woman burn herself to death so that a yes. bunch, so that the evidence in the area would get wiped out but that's like the most fan that might be the most fantastical murder in the entire series because for the most part he just has them do uh... heart attacks and For the couple- most part, yeah, it seems it's easier to just do heart attacks because they're all just criminals anyways. So uh, I think his logic was that like, oh, a criminal dying from a heart attack in a prison isn't that uh, isn't that surprising. No, it wasn't uh, even it wasn't even that it was too it wasn't even that the uh, it was not worth the effort to write out write murder uh, scenarios. It was that he actually was trying to send a message because he's such a narcissist that he he wanted was he? He, be, he wanted to be seen as a god. This Kira character. He wanted this. He wanted to be seen as a god, so he was explicitly killing everybody in a incredibly obvious way, so that the pattern would be recognizable, so that everyone would think would know that this isn't a weird freak incident. This is literally like somebody's doing this, and that you need, and that this is a new world that he's trying to establish. It's like I'm coming. Yeah. So he. So he. He. He specifically says like I'm. I'm going to kill them all with heart attacks because they're going to recognize. All of the heart attacks as being me at some point, and that's the yeah, point that's the was to establish this overlord, judgment Santa Claus murder man that's gonna kill you <laughs> if you're on the naughty list. And that's more or less what happens, and it gets really dark over the series because by the end he's like, I'm he's he's uh, there's the threat of like killing people that are lazy and squander their potential and shit like that. Uh, yeah, it also gets to a point where it's dangerous to like, like it literally becomes that doxing is 
a killable offense. Doxing like is dox- killable. If you even speak yeah. out against Kira, then you can get killed for it. Yeah, it becomes like a weird dystopian world where no one knows who Kira is. Yeah, which is which his is goal. like the yeah, it's just the weirdest part because that I think that's the impressive part about Death Note is that it is that like you said it is like kind of a fascist rule, but no one actually knows who this fucking fascist is that's killing people. Everyone yeah. just calls him Kira, but has no face, no name, like no real understanding of this person. And society goes through waves. Like at first, everybody's like, "Who is this mass murderer? He needs to be stopped." But then over time, yeah. one country after another slowly like kind of succumbs to his will and is like. Yeah, I guess I embrace our new criminal murderer overlord that kills all the criminals constantly. Because, like, yeah, the guy, the, the guy lowering crime rate. I, I kind of agree with him. It, it becomes like what would have happened if Dr. Manhattan didn't leave at the end of Watchmen. Is that, like, at some point, so many people would be unable to actually do anything about Dr. Manhattan that eventually you just have to just accept his existence. Because yeah. what are you going to do about him? And, like, this is that kind of thing. It's, like, people try to fight him, and they just, oh, they always lose. And you start realizing that what he's doing is kind of helping society. So people are slowly uh, coming to embrace that and give up on going after him because everyone that's sent after him keeps dying. But even that is clearly going to be a mistake because uh, what happens is one of the lackeys that he uses to use the Death Note for him, because a reoccurring plot point is that he would use other people to impersonate Kira with the notebook while he is under investigation, because then he can be like, well, look at me, not doing anything suspicious ever. Isn't that interesting? And I guess yeah. I'm not the suspect and stuff like that. Uh, that guy starts kill. That guy makes an announcement that he's going to be killing everybody who squanders their potential and stuff like that. And Light's response, in his mental response isn't like... Uh, He's, he's not thinking, like, what are you doing? That's not the, the plan. He's like, we're not supposed to get to that part yet. It's too early, is his thought in his head. Yeah. So, like, he, so it was his plan, even though it never actually happens. And he never goes that far on the show. So, like, clearly, like, giving in to him is ultimately going to be wrong. Because uh, he's going to start going way too far, even past the... Like, even if you agree with the killing all criminals thing, he goes way past that point. And that's his yeah, plan. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I think the point was to show that there is no end to his, like, what his world is. His worldview is just so impossible to achieve that, like, something even mediocre is like, let me just get rid of all crime. Okay, sounds like a ideal utopia. Sounds great. All right. And he's like, yeah, but what about those lazy people? Okay, yeah. well, let's, like, the criminals are fine, man. If you just get rid of the criminals, it's okay. He's like, nope, lazy people too. We also got to get rid of, you know, it's like, okay, your world's not even just <laughs> ideal anymore. Now it's just kind of like this ridiculous fantasy that I don't even, like, who who lives in this world? Light? Is it just you? Like, who else even, lives here? When, when Light's the greatest hypocrite ever, because, of course, he is, like, one of the people that would be killed under all the rules that he does, like, because he is this, he, like, he's a mass murderer. <laughs> He's the well, I think most he, prolific he, murderer in the history of the world, but he's too much of a narcissist. Does he justify so he, it? Yeah, of course he self-justifies it. Well, I'm saying, doesn't he have like a justification that like he he knows that uh, like by doing this he sacrifices himself for uh, he sacrifices himself. He's like a martyr. Or he no, he doesn't even see himself because... as a martyr. He thinks that he's the ultimate hero god, and that this is that that his will is is truth, and that nothing he ever does is wrong. Like, that's, that's genuinely how he thinks of himself, because he's just a terrible person. Which is also something something shown constantly with his interactions with, with Misa. A yeah, character well, that is, f- 
for me, one of the weaker parts of the show because she is so weak-willed and so stupid that it's actually frustrating well, at times. But that's the thing. She's actually not... She's not she's not that stupid and she's not that weak willed she's just that passionate about she's just a devout follower that's the thing is that it's trying to show that other side of the coin where uh the kira thing was a religion it became a religion where people prayed to this god kira and she was like one of those people that was a devout believer because it helped her uh i think one of the issues is that as as you get into what you might as well call season two with the bonus stuff There's two other devout follower characters that are established that both feel more conceivable than Misa, who feels too cartoonish and too, like, well, deranged. By that point, yeah, by that point, Misa's not that great of a character anymore because, like, by the time once L dies, then her purpose kind of just stops existing. Oh yeah, uh, the show forgets she exists. Like, yeah, she's she's cause... held hostage for like an episode. And then she's put away in a hotel room. She's like, oh, isn't this nice? And she loses her memory after using the taking the deal with the eyes twice. So she only yeah. has a quarter of her remaining life left anyway. Uh, and then the show never acknowledges her again at some point. Like, by the time you're doing the final showdown in the warehouse, at some point prior, you had your final scene with Misa that did not feel like a final scene. And she never gets acknowledged ever again because the show just forgets her because she doesn't matter. Which is kind I of think freaky because she's a mass murderer it, that gets off the hook at that point. I think it shows her at the end. It might, I have, correctly. it might have glimpsed her, but like she she definitely exits the story. And I don't think I don't remember anything happening to her. No, nothing happens. I think the the last time I maybe it was the manga and not the anime. I can't remember which one. But one of them at the end just shows her wearing like a one of those kind of like monk robe kind of things, and she's following other people that are doing like a giant like Kira cult thing still going on. Hmm. So like the idea is that the dream of Kira still lives on in the hearts of others. Yeah. I don't know. We're getting a little mired I mean, in the details, but let's talk about the strength of the show, which is Light versus L. Yes. Like just that showdown, those two characters going against each other. Because they're 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 both they're characters that have stuff in common and counter to each other to the point where uh, L himself will will before long admit that uh, that Light was his first friend and stuff like that. And it's because yeah, he's this eccentric, uh, awkward character that's that sits in chairs wrong and just half pays attention to people while constantly running on all cylinders just processing and theorizing and figuring out what the hell is happening and he is a ballsy motherfucker because he does some yeah. really ridiculous shit to the point where he's just going he, like eventually eventually he starts showing up at light school in person because he's like you don't know my name and i figured out i figured out that knowing people's names is the important part as to whether or not you uh, can actually kill people, so I'm just going to yeah. walk right up to you and I, and and use this against you and try to and tr- and do everything I can to try to pin this on you because he's not he's still not sure if Light is actually the person because he does because he's much more reasonable in in many ways, which is that uh, no matter how much he attaches himself to the idea that Light is the as Kira, he's still saying like eh, it's a five percent chance maybe he's the most likely suspect, but. It could literally be anybody else in the world that I haven't considered yet. So he's constantly yeah. holding on to the idea that he could still be hunting the wrong person. So he does some really ballsy things along the way just to try to actually nail down what's going on. And it's really entertaining watching the two of them show uh, the two of them show down against each other and then 
their back to, their back to back interactions were like lights constantly role playing the like straight laced perfect uh like a student at school that's just so happy and helps people helps police investigations and go and joins all the clubs and is popular with all the girls but he's actually a mass murderer but he has to like <laughs> he like he he even does that thing where like uh in like I, I watched it with the English dub and you can li- you can even listen to the voice to the voice actor switch back and forth because he 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 basically voices uh pretend light the same way you would pretend uh the same way you'd voice like the protagonist of like a digimon or pokemon show like that kind of irritating like perfect uh protagonist character like he's that yeah where it's he's the... that he's that positive yeah where it's like the hey guys how's it going but yeah. then when he's by himself he's like these goddamn disgusting people and it's like whoa okay <laughs> like and every time ha- i want to kill someone i'll eat a chip <laughs> action chip eating scene <laughs> So like yeah, uh, the the transitions are great, and the uh, they, did, they actually it was a surprisingly good English dub because they voiced L with a character uh, with a, an actor that I've seen in a bunch of stuff lately. Where he uh, he vo- he does he does L well because he will constantly like trail off and go surprisingly low. Like you can like they had they probably had to like compress his audio just to make him audible in half the scenes because he'll keep like trailing off or going quiet and being clearly lost in his own world when he's talking to other people about stuff that's not as important about the thing he's actually thinking about and it's such a textured voice it's actually really well done and it was a it made the character a lot more likable in addition to just the fact that the character is just kind of neat to begin with and it's a it's hard it's hard to explain without just really literally recapping the show but just watching the two constantly go against each other and and like raising and dropping facades and hunting for any little hint of detail that the that the their opponent accidentally gives in that can get them closer to victory one way or the other like that stuff's really engaging and it's it's yeah i think i think the show drops off a little bit about halfway through the uh the memory racing storyline it's like the uh Everyone points at the stuff after L as being the low stuff, but I think that also the show gets a little bit worse near the last twenty five percent of it or so in of L storyline too. Like it clearly, it runs out of steam a little bit. When you go back to it, you realize that the scene where Misa is going to kill L and then the amnesia storyline happens is just after the halfway point of L storyline. So it's like that the part that that goes on after that's actually like shockingly long, and it goes on for probably longer than it should have. I think in a yeah, in a the, perfect world, the amnesia of, scene went on for way too long. Yeah. Um, so I, I think yeah. in a perfect world, the Death Note anime is like a twenty episode anime that ends with L's death, but also has like five episodes of filler trimmed out of it. But it's 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 decently up there. It's a pretty it's a pretty fun show to go through. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those shows. It's uh, whether or not you like the type of genre, it's just worth it to see how character development works on that level. Yeah. They do a they do a pretty good job of developing characters and they're characters that you can distinctly tell from each other. They're not characters that you go like, ah, who's that L guy again? It's kinda hard to remember. You know, who is who's Misa? Who's I mean, uh some of the people inside of the police, the inside of the anti Kira force are a little bit harder to recognize. Because uh, a lot of them are just very, uh, they all blend in together because they all just share the same ideals. Where they're all just like, yeah, we all hate Kira. Yeah, uh, they have a thing where like... each of them becomes more pronounced as a personality and more recognizable as the numbers dwindle. Yeah, it's like you slowly keep losing members of the police force, which gives the uh, remaining people more and more screen time as it goes on. 
but they they do essentially amount to being like a series of of foot soldiers for L, so that he has actual resources to work with. But pretty much now, it's I think it, <laughs> I think it's time to get to what we're here to talk about, though, which is Netflix's Death Note live action American adaptation of this anime. Oh yeah, that's what we are here for. Boy, I forgot. I was so having so much fun talking about a good series. It takes place in Seattle. You can tell that because the first shot of the entire movie is the Space Needle. God, I'm so <laughs> tired of shit taking place in Seattle, man. Like, I, the, I wonder if I wonder if it's filmed in Seattle or not because almost nothing's ever filmed where it's where uh, they say it is. And I, I just wonder if they just like here's the Space Needle. All right, back to, back to Georgia where everything's actually filmed or something like that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's actually filmed in Seattle, but I do know that Seattle's not a really great place to do this like this this would be something you should probably do like i don't know new york city or somewhere like detroit detroit would be a great place to do this somewhere with like really high crime rates so it kind of makes sense on the impact of that kira has i wonder how i do wonder how seattle's crime rates are i don't think they're high i mean there's a lot of starbucks in seattle That's your metric for inverse yeah. relationship with crime rates. I mean, in, in relative, you know, what? So I feel like the, Seattle, I feel like the two go-to places would either be Chicago for sheer crime rate or go to New York to for uh, population. Like uh, just to have a huge crowd to hide in. So let's see. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It doesn't look like Seattle has pretty bad crime, actually. It's a pretty reasonable place to live. Let's um, let's talk about how this movie starts though. So like you, he gets yeah. the Death Note because it falls out of the sky because that's well that's, that's okay. The setup. So so first so first off, we meet two characters instantly, uh, which is uh, L and Misa or Mia. Who's, I think Sorry. she's Mia now. Yeah, yeah, she's Mia. The S was too Japanese. We had to drop it. Uh, <laughs> no, no Jap, no American could, girls named Misa. Oh wait, did you say L or Light? Uh oh, sorry, I said L. I meant Light. Yeah. Uh, we're Which, yeah, to Misa, too weird of a name, even though we're going to go with Light and Kira still. But, okay, but remember, <laughs> Keith, it's not Light Yagami, it's Light Smith. Or what was it? Light, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. He has some random, like, whitewashy last name they just threw yeah, in there. I think it was Light, I think it was, like, Light White. Is that what it, it was? It was not Light White. That'd be, t- <laughs> like, Light Bright. <laughs> They did not name him that. No, it's just a very. It's a it's a throw-in name that shows up like twice in the entire movie. I think I don't remember what's called. But no, he's just. It's. I think it started with an S, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was Smith. I don't know. I just remember it was like it was like light, and then some generic ass American last name, and I was like, why would you name your kid Light Turner? That there you go, Light Turner. He's the Turner of Light. Get because he's turning the world or something. Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe. What? Why did you name your child Light? <laughs> maybe that's is why Turner mom, is a verb. Was like the mom Japanese? Like, they, they, they never really. I don't think they ever acknowledged why his name is Light. Or, is and nobody. Light? I don't think anyone ever acknowledges that his name Light being Light is weird. Like <laughs> I think that's just thrown. That's just kind of ignored yeah. the entire film. It's just ex- it's just expected. Like yeah, Light's a normal name, but that but, L guy is weird. He doesn't have a name. What? <laughs> But not much happens early on besides the fact that he gets punched up by some bully just to introduce a bully character. 
But the, import- yeah, the important um, difference here that happens was, early on is just how the Death Note and Ryuk are introduced. I was right, though, by the way. We we had a discussion, bef- like, uh, when we were doing a recording session, we watched one of the trailers. And the moment the trailer opens, it shows that nerd guy fall to the ground, and then someone mugs him. And I was like, did they, did he just literally fall over and someone just mugged him? And that was like, what happened? It's it it's really like rapidly just, edited in a confusing way. Yeah, but it totally looks like people are, like people are running through the wind, and he just eats shit. And then people are like, "I'm gonna take your shit while you're on the ground." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought happened. I was like, "Wait, did they just mug a guy who tripped in the rain?" Like that's really brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell because they're right next to a door, and he shoots out in a weird direction. So it almost seems like conveniently, two bullies and a nerd came through a double door and he got thrown out in the rain and they were robbed a shit while the entire basketball uh, audience was also running that in that hallway in the other direction maybe yeah i don't i don't it, know i just thought it was hilarious there's no there's they... no asian guy ahead of him when he's running no oh, no yeah I just, no one... I, just, I just cut back to it and yeah he uh because we're watching because it's netflix so we can just like look at it right now yeah he, yeah. he comes bursting out of a door so oh, like the, bully, the bullies just conveniently mug this guy in the rain right in front of the group as they're all running it's, away because yeah, they're like, oh, the people... game's canceled because it's raining super hard. Oh, he does just fall out of the door. And <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a straightly, it's a somewhat strange scene. What a weird, also, that doesn't, <laughs> what a weird, yeah, he just like straight. So Light's not even by himself, by the way. He is. There's still people running behind him as this happens, and people watch this. Fu- just no one else just, cares. Yeah, people just watch this guy fly out of double doors. No teachers apparently, and he's like, a very much like old school like '80s movie bully. Yeah, that somehow right? has magical powers to get away with being a douchebag in society. Where they even do the they even do the thing where it's two bullies together. So they do like the Power Rangers thing, <laughs> where it's like, hey, yeah, you get him, fat guy. <laughs> yeah, bully. Like, yeah, yeah, like they, they even do the shitty ass dub, like the the straight man, like oh. uh, funny man, like bully system, like just such a generic piece of shit. Yeah, and so then he but, gets. It turns out, so he gets knocked the fuck out, and he. Uh, it turns out that he was doing other people's homework, basically, and so that's that's cheating. So he goes to the principal's office, and they're like, "We're we're going to give you detention, and we're we might expel you. This is really serious." Never comes up again. It's like it sounds like it's setting up like, wow, he's gonna have to balance something, or he's gonna get expelled from school, and that would be bad. But it just never goes anywhere. Well, no, he gets he gets detention. Yeah, it seems to be that the only reason to do any of this was just so that the Ryuk scene could happen in detention, which yeah. doesn't serve a purpose for the story either. It actually does serve nothing. No, like there's no reason for the Ryuk scene to happen in detention. It happens in his house in the original also, anime. And it, there's no real reason to change that. Does it happen in? Yeah, it does happen in his house. Yeah, he originally yeah. just shows up in his house like, ooh, you use the Death Note. Here's what's going to happen to you now. Right, because that- uh, in the anime, he goes to, like, a convenience store, and then some dude is being a piece of shit. And so he, like, writes every every different type of... Because uh, he, like, knows only the guy's name, like, very vaguely. So he just writes every different iteration of that guy's name in the Death Note, and then the yeah, that, guy that was dies. A, that was a great difference between the two. Is that in the Light Yagumi or Yagami? Crap, uh, Light Yagami wants to just Megumi, exp- Magoo, Ugugu, Light Ugugu, Anime Light 
wants to <laughs> experiment with this thing. And he's like, yeah, totally. I get rid of shitty people. He sees uh, some biker gang guy harassing a lady in the street. And he, and he hears like one of his lackeys say his name. So he goes in the convenience store and acts like he's looking at magazines. But he's actually writing in the death note. And he just writes every variation of spelling of that guy's name that he can think of while picturing his name. Just to see <laughs> yeah. if he'll die. And then he dies in a horrible accident like a second yeah, later. And, and then he just runs home, doesn't he? He just kind of like, uh, yeah, he's like oh my god, here. this is real, and he's like, oh, yeah. and like, this changes everything. And like, he basically like in anime, in anime editing magic, he basically just teleports home. And he's like, I can become god and stuff <laughs> like that. And then that's <laughs> that's, that's whoop, when whoop, whoop. that's when Ryuk shows up to actually explain yeah. some things and and the the way that he's kind of doomed himself. And then he becomes a character that's just along for the ride to watch for his own entertainment from there on out. Yeah, but that's yeah, and it makes sense because it's a uh, because that that's like the whole point, isn't it? That he until you use the Death Note, uh, the important difference like, here. There's no reason for Ryuk to be there because if you don't, you know, if you don't do anything with it, then it just he'll just take it back. This is this is where we get to a really important difference between these two versions, and it seems to be an East versus West idea of how demons work. Yeah, you're it, a, you were absolutely right about that. Yeah, you, I you called made, it immediately when we looked at the yeah. trailer because I was like. In, in Japan, demons just rule over various parts of nature and society, and they kind of just are keepers of the existence of those concepts, and they're actually kind of passive a lot of the time. Yeah, and like so demons re- are more, demons are just uh, the neg- the opposite of light, but their inherent existence isn't there to make humanity yeah. better or worse. They're just there to enjoy life. They're just there to, like, be either... You know, like devils who go around and get drunk all the time and like, you know, cause shit or they're angels who just, you know, just yeah. don't do that. So Ryuk is mischievous, yeah. but he's not like the devil and he's not like Loki where he's actively creating stuff. He just throws his fun the notebook nightmare device into society and then just yeah. watches and the doesn't directly inter- humans, and generally doesn't interfere. Yeah. yeah, the notion is that humans are more like humans are more um by their nature more dangerous than demons are yeah he basically like, gives Ryuk, light the yeah. rope and like yeah. does everything to himself throughout the show yeah, more yeah, or less that, that was like the whole point is that ryuk did literally nothing ryuk did nothing wrong he just threw down a book <laughs> ryuk did nothing wrong but he didn't he did he did not do anything wrong he just so, threw a book down and some crazy kid was like i'm gonna kill everyone and ryuk's like that's one way to do it i guess <laughs> like what quickly like, becomes an important you. distinction is that in this version, the Netflix version, the American version, uh, Ryuk is the devil, basically. Yeah, uh, the Shinigami as a concept don't exist. There's nobody. There's no mention of the idea of there being anyone besides Ryuk. Well, they call him a death god. Yeah, they call. They do call him a death. god. I think they basically they, just call him the death god at that point. Like, there's yeah, at the very least, there's no in, there's no inference of there being other ones. Yeah. And he explicitly is like, ooh, yes, this is a dream. You're seeing me because this is a dream. Why don't you go kill that dude? <laughs> like, he's like, why don't you write his name and see what happens? Like, he basically, like, suggests tricks, and tricks yeah. Light into tricks using the, light the Death Note. It. And, like, it, it compromises the agency of the character they're adapting in a frustrating way while changing yeah. the character. Like, they, they, it changes Ryuk to a point where he's unrecognizable. So generally, Ryuk that you know from the anime is not really in this, 
and the only real upside is that he's voiced by Willem Dafoe, which is great. Yeah, he's just it's just William Dafoe making a really scary voice. Yeah, which unfortunately like it's not it's not always a great performance either. Like the the voice is no. right, but there's moments where Willem Dafoe is like, oh shit, I gotta say like a bunch of instructions in ten seconds. So he's like he has like this wait he has like three scenes where he says a series of rules or instructions way too quickly and way too like without any pauses or anything and a really forced like automatic dialogue feel. Yeah. Which ha- one of them happens right there in that scene. He's like, where he's talking about the idea of like, oh yeah, if this is too much for you. Like you leave the, you leave the notebook somewhere else for uh, seven days and I'll find somebody else. And he's like, he sounds like, uh, he sounds like when you go to Best Buy and the cashier talks about how if you fill out the customer survey, you can win $10,000 shopping spree. Like it's just yeah. a forced automatic, di- like weird dialogue that they just had to force in there. It almost would sound 80 yard if it wasn't lip synced and everything like that. Although I guess... I don't CG think character is voice acting is ADR. I I always wonder too. Like I guess they did use a suit for Ryuk in the movie. I assume somebody ne- was there in this in the room. Yeah, but they never fucking show him. Yeah, frustratingly, he's in shadows the entire movie. He's in shadows the entire movie, and there are sometimes you get a teensy little look at his face, and it looks terrible. Yeah, because he seems like, he's oh. really cheap, like Netflix CGI, so they have to keep him yeah. in the shadows so that he can hide most of his body. Because yeah, and I was it, like, oh. Because otherwise he won't work out. Whereas Ryuk was always like in full light and floating around and he had a big like white face and he was like very clearly articulated at all times in the anime because there was no reason to hide him. In this yeah. one, he's used super sparingly. He's in he's he's missing for like eighty percent of the film, which is strange because of how ever present he is in the anime, but it's because he costs money to animate. And whenever he shows up, he's always in the dark and he's always in the corner and he's always just there to say like three things, then disappear again. Yeah. So he quickly he becomes just like an underutilized character. I mean, I think almost, I think more than 50% of his lines is just like, can you give up the notebook? Just stop doing the notebook. I want someone else to have the notebook. He says like three like, times. Yeah. The light can just yeah. give up and stop. And, and he, he, and he like one time he says, could you please do that? He yeah. like asks light to just give it up because he's tired. He's the, like bored the, with light. There's moments where like, he's like, what? "You just kind of suck. Can you just give up the notebook?" And yeah, it, he's like, "I like this girl. Give it to the girl." And it's like, "Yeah, what? What the fuck, dude? I, I don't like. I don't and understand it, what's it seems, going on." It seems weird, but part of it almost makes sense just because in this one they've never established the damnation part of using the book. Yeah, it seems that using the death note in this universe has no consequences. Whereas you are ruining yourself forever if you use it in in the anime. Like, you are dooming yourself if you use it. In this one, the worst thing that happens is, like, you might get caught. If you're stupid (laughs) about it. Yeah, that's it. That's, like, the only inherent risk is, like, you might get caught and you gotta have this, like, really annoying demon follow you around. And speaking of you might get caught, this light makes a very stupid decision because the second person he kills is someone directly tied to his past. Yeah, it's literally somebody at his school. He's like, he's no, no, no. For, yeah, first he gets somebody killed at his school, but then he kills somebody who killed his mom. It's like, oh, you mean the he you does mean a, the second time he wrote? The yeah, second he does a one okay. two. He does he yeah. does like a one two of back to back, like getting himself in trouble. Then he calls himself Kira, which he explains in two different languages, translates to the name Light. It's like, god damn it. And he's like, no, no. Yeah. It also kind of means killer in Japanese. So we can yeah, so, trick yeah, he's people like, into thinking I'm Japanese. But I'm like, also, it's it also translates to your name, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, the reason that... 
It's like when you use Kira in the anime, it makes sense because it's just yeah, like you said, it, it does kind of just loosely translate to murder. It's a killer. Japanese language but, anime, so the idea that it yeah. loosely translates to killer being as far as the name's thought goes makes sense. And the anime, yeah. the anime at least never openly acknowledges the idea that it translates to literally being light in other languages. No, but, it doesn't. So like that's stupid. So like that could be like one of those Batman Superman oh they're both named Martha like funny coincidences when you think about it in a gra- greater context but in the context of this show they actively acknowledge that his that the, his his pseudonym translates back to his name which is an insane idea and when you're going to become it, the biggest killer in the history of the world. It's also insane when you think about what your name is and where you live. <laughs> How many fucking lights live in Seattle? like it quickly just, oh yeah right could you just run a fucking database and go like how many lights are there in the united states people children named literally light how many are there let's narrow that down it, it All right, quickly becomes sense. a thing where like it just becomes apparent the protagonist is an idiot and yeah. like he could never he could never maintain this whole facade the nearly as long as the character he's based on did for an oh, entire show God, no he couldn't even per- he couldn't even keep up this pers- like persona for less than thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty he, sure like, that people figure out that it's. Ma- I'm pretty sure Elle figures out that it might be him within ten minutes of showing up in the movie. Well, he does. He um, that's why he uh, has the dad. That's why he contacts the dad because he immediately assumes that the dad's son is Kira. Like immediately because he just yeah draws a line to himself in the most yeah and brutal way. And it's like. Uh, the other thing, too, is immediately after killing the guy that he was related to, the mob guy, I guess, I don't even really fucking know what this guy is. Somebody who vaguely killed their their her, his mother, which and he gets no detail or character, characterization beyond that yeah. point, that he, he just, either killed his mom or was responsible for his mom's death or something, and it's I, yeah, weirdly it's, it un, said, undeveloped. It's, it's also weird because they act like he went to court, but he got away with it, and it's like, I how though like if if your guy if you guys are convinced he killed her then why didn't that convince a jury and if not like i can buy that much just because it's such at the the very least it's just a really common trope in movies the idea the idea of killers getting off off the hook but somehow the evidence is also so strong that everyone knows that they killed him which i mean like oj situations sure yeah but the second part of that is when you see him he's literally just eating dinner he is doing no criminal activity to show that he is a, a continual murderer. He's not someone going out in the streets killing people for the funds of it. He's, he's basically just a dude do, He's basically in the middle of the equivalent of like, well, we'll have this guy eat an asshole to uh, eat an asshole. We'll have this guy <laughs> eat, eat we'll have this guy eat an apple to, to just so you know he's an asshole. Like he's just eating and laughing at an expensive restaurant just yeah, so you don't like him by default, I is guess. That what if, is that, am I supposed to like him because he's enjoying some nice-looking Italian food at a restaurant? He doesn't, like, he doesn't have a line of dialogue in the movie, he which doesn't. is awkward. He just goes like, eh, eh, eh. But just, like, to rewind oh, to the first, okay. just to rewind to the first kill, besides the, besides the, uh, the difference in portrayal of Ryuk, there's two issues that come up here, which is one, this is a really minor thing, but uh, the uh, Ryuk's arrival is way overblown because in the... Like in the anime, he just shows up and he's like, for a lot, for a lot of the, for a chunk of the anime, you even think he might just be a ghost. Like before, until he starts eating apples, you don't know he can touch stuff even. 
Uh, yeah. In but in the movie, he like demolishes the room. Like the guy is in the detention, and it's in some kind of weird detention room that has way too many shelves and glass and confetti. It I guess it, the detention room is just the art class. It seems room? To, yeah, it seems to be I the guess fun the craft like, room. <laughs> yeah, I guess Seattle schools are really underfunded. They don't even have like a yeah. separate classroom for detention. They just have to put them in some arts and crafts room. The room's full of glass jars. Which is already a mistake in a school. Uh, yeah, why are like they glass? Confetti other, and colorful other paper ones. and like uh, pipe cleaners and stuff. Like just everything colorful, so that when Ryuk uh, leaves, the room can just explode into a wind tornado, and the entire room's full of debris. And what's weird is that the show was. It almost feels like there was a story arc that got scrapped, like deleted scenes. Because he gets a scene with the principal for the cheating uh, with the homework stuff, like how he he was helping a bunch of people cheat. And then this scene happens where his entire detention room is demolished. And instead of getting in trouble with it, you never see any school faculty ever again. And he just leaves right? and it never comes Isn't up that, again. That like, is so weird. I was That was the first thing I thought when I was watching yeah. it. And like he's like, okay, I'm going to leave now. And the scene ends. I was like, man, is he going to get fucking like in super trouble for just yeah. wrecking an entire classroom never talk about it again like i feel I like, like i feel like we're not, i feel like this isn't even like nitpicking and we're not crazy i feel like the no. I, I feel like the entire like, audience watching the movie will be like oh he's fucked when he's yeah. when you see that scene and then I, it never comes up again you're like wait what yeah i was like how did this thing like he and it's not just and again we're not we're not saying this in for people who haven't seen it we're not saying it in the sense of Oh, you know, like papers were thrown around. Literally everything in this room was thrashed. Desks yeah, the were entire the entire floor is covered in debris. Like, it looks like a Silent yeah. Hill room almost without the blood. Basically, yeah, it looks There's like no- an abandoned facility after like somebody <laughs> tried to uh try to uh, pillage it for goods. Like someone was looting in this classroom. Especially and- since like when the when the detention lady leaves, she's like, "I'm gonna go for a little bit. Listen, don't sleep, don't fall asleep. It add, it'll add some days to your sentence." Basically, is what <laughs> right? she says. And then says and then that happens. I'm like, I'm like, he's fucked. Sentence. He's gonna be detention for the rest of the year, <laughs> and it never comes which, up again. Which I'll be honest with you, Keith, that actually would have been a really good setup because he would have sat there in detention, killing people, writing yeah, writing people's names constantly people's while watching the news, down. and that would have been really interesting. Because they could have had the teacher sitting there being a terrible teacher watching, like, the news in the classroom. Yeah. And then he's sitting you there just, just you writing You just watch TV in detention anyway half the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, what? Why did you Why did you have this scene? Because, it, like, Ryuk shows up. All he does is convince him to kill a dude and then just walks away after thrashing a room. All it does is show lights like a super coward where, like, he sees Ryuk and then just screams for about a solid minute. And... Like it's, I don't know why. What, what happens is it's a failure of the rule of threes, basically. Like, have you have you seen that video? I think sometimes where it's uh it's folding ideas talking about uh Suicide Squad. Yes. It's like there's a very specific thing in Suicide Squad where Captain Boomerang, he like they set up the idea that he has a he has a he has a stuffed pink unicorn for some reason. They talk about it once and they show it again. Like, oh look at it! It's there in his jacket pocket. Look at that! Like, look at that! Remember that pink unicorn? And then later in the movie, he gets stabbed right there through his jacket, and then he opens his jacket and the money and the uh, the the knife is stabbed into money instead of the pink unicorn. And it's like, why did you set up the pink unicorn then if you're not going to actually pay off that setup? Like, you set it up twice and then it doesn't come up again. And, like, that's yeah. the equivalent of that. It's like. Like first he falls over and oh look at the papers in the rain and then the next scene is oh look at this uh, 
the scene where the pre the principal's like, this is your last straw, mister. And then look at this next scene about him being in detention and how he's like, if you do anything wrong, you're going to get more in trouble. And then the movie just drops it. Yeah. Like, that's not... Like, this is... It's only nitpicking if you don't care and you don't respect movies enough to think that they're going to follow through with the ideas they set up. But if you're paying any attention to films, like, this is what you're going to... Like, this is how films are made. This is... This is kind of basic stuff. So my and it, yeah. and I and the movie doesn't seem incompetently made on a technical level. It seems to just have really bad scripting problems mostly, and a really I think it's bad, just written on really a bad, bad level. main actor choice. Uh, so yeah, I yeah, think the acting it, choices were really subpar in this as well. So like my not... my best guess is deleted scene is that some scene got deleted or it was or they had to make it on some sort of schedule. So they like had it in the script at one point, but then they changed the script, but it was too late because they already like had filmed part of the film film or something like that. It's you know, that's actually detail. kind of a disappointing that's a disappointing thing about Netflix movies is that they don't get a box release. So you never yeah. get to see deleted scenes. You don't know if there's any like behind the like what um, actually was cut out or anything. Do they ever do that? If they do it right, it might be I've seen specific situations where deleted scenes and featurettes are, like, added to a show. But I think deleted scenes and bloopers and featurettes are only on shows, unfortunately. Because, huh. like, like, Orange is the New Black is a show that gets a lot of, like, bonus episodes that are, like, like interviews with the cast and stuff like that after the show's over. Uh, okay. But I don't think I've seen that specifically in the mov in, uh, movies on do they Netflix. Have a, do they have a... They don't. They don't have. I was wondering if they had an option for director commentary. Yeah, I've been looking for like menus and stuff. Uh, yeah, I would love to see something. Is, is, is there something wrong? Tell us. Yes, yeah. there is something wrong. There's it's mainly a bad just. Movie. They do have five languages. <laughs> I don't want it in five languages. I want the director's <laughs> commentary. I want to hear the director talk about why he included this scene. Yeah. Like I, f I feel I, I would need love, to. I would have love like to a learn about this movie and what happened with it a little bit. Yeah. It's it's one of the few times where I'm like, I actually want to know genuinely how you fucked this up. Like, what was going through your head when you did stuff? But, okay, so he kills so he kills the dude. It turns into, like, a Final Destination movie for a quick second. That's um, the other detail I was going to get to, is that yeah. uh, on top of the weird, like, not falling through with the rule of threes and, and the detention, is that they set up immediately with this kill, the first kill of the movie, that if you write somebody's name... And, like, even if you write decapitation and stuff like that, like, it sets up, like, an incredibly contrived, like, really cinematic, like, Final like Destination kill. Machine. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy falls over here, and that guy stumbles, and that guy stumbles, and that knocks over that thing, and those dominoes lead to that car getting distracted, and then a, that truck perfectly has a ladder on top of it, which decapitates the dude, which I'm like, I'm slightly like, I don't know if that can happen. That might be like, oh shit, my nose is broken, as opposed I, to your... No, I, I think <laughs> it would have just, I don't think it would decapitate you, I think it would snap your neck. I don't think it would actually clean your like take your head clean yeah. off. I think it would just like snap your neck and probably. I wonder about the physics there because they're driving in a residential zone about a, around a school and not particularly fast. And they by the clearly... way, school so like a school zone is fifteen miles an hour. Uh, yeah. it's supposed to be, I think. Yeah, they're they're driving they're driving and... in low speeds, and he just hits the brakes because uh, those last second, like, oh, I might hit that guy, and they clearly weren't going that fast because I think they were actually able to stop fast enough to not even hit the car that they were that that, that they almost hit. So like well, they weren't I, yeah they they he swerved out of the way and then ran into like ran into so, a so what happens is the a ladder on top of it unfolds forward because one of those metal ladders that doubles in length by sliding and despite only going probably fifteen to twenty five miles per hour 
and then hitting the brakes, then you lose all of the act, then you lose all of the uh, the potential energy, and like you're via friction and horizontal moment momentum, you're losing a bunch of energy just by unfolding the ladder in the first place. Then it collides with the guy's face and it decapitates him, not just by cutting like his head off, but like it actually decapitates him through the mouth, like. Yeah, his he, head his, explodes his head off of him. Ha- yeah, his head cuts in half and explodes from getting hit by a metal ladder at maybe 15 miles or, or less per hour. I'm like, I don't know about that. This is like maybe punch strength, I feel like. So, like, that's weird. But I'm not really as, as concerned about the logistics of the death as I am just the fact that the show immediately turns into, like, every whenever somebody dies, they have to get killed by a crazy scenario as opposed to just having a heart well, attack or something. I also didn't like that it had to be so graphic about it. Oh yeah, it ta- the death. It takes are, like, away from it. Heavy like, gore. I don't, yeah, it's like I don't give a shit about the gore. That's not the point of Death Note. It's not about like how how disgusting can this death be. It's like that. that what? No, it's about the the story. The story, guys. There's also a strong right. inconsistency here because these first two deaths are Rube Goldberg machines with he- and there's like a heavy gore element and blood shattering blood spraying all over other people's faces and like really graphic deaths and really contrived scenarios for the deaths and they basically go away they what they come back like later in the film people times? jump people later in the pe- film people jump off a roof and somebody dies and of a heart that. attack eventually you see the people jumping off the roof. You like see their bodies yeah. splat. Jumping on the off ground. the roof does have the gore element, but it does it. They uh, get rid of the Rube Goldberg concept, the final no, destination there, part. There's still the Rube Goldberg concept, to a degree. They're just walking. Uh, they, all they do is jump off a cliff, and then somebody else dies of a heart attack, and somebody no, else no. gets shot, and like like Wasn't people it? keep dying and really, like they get they they throw away the contrived, really complicated deaths almost immediately, as far as I can tell. I can't think of a single no. Wasn't wasn't the death. suicide like the most convoluted death of all of them? Because wasn't it wasn't it literally that Mia had wrote written the name down of one guy, so that- and had that guy write down the other people's names inside of the death note, and that they would all suicide with each other. So that's not the final destination part, though. Final no, Destination no, and Rube Goldberg means like I know. a crazy physics I, ridiculous contrived thing happens. Yeah, where, I me- just meant like that's still like a really ridiculous like setup where you're like, I'm hoping that this guy will write down all the people that I need into so the notebook. That part's normal. Uh, that part's actually from the source material. The uh, the writing down everybody's name into the death note? Yeah. There's a part where uh, he where Light's being investigated and he uses the death note to have that guy write down all of his co-workers into, a, into another death note. It's like, that's that's from the source material. And that's not as contrived. That's just being uh, clever within the rules that you have. But, did he, but I thought when he wrote down those people's names into the death note, it just gave them heart attacks. So, like, that, that's the difference there, is that the, it, the scenario say, of the like, death changes... It was but really my, crazy. My point that he is to say their, that the movie yeah. sets up that this is how deaths are going to happen, then never does it again. Oh yeah, they yeah, set the up a, they they set up Final Destination deaths, and then as if that's the, what the movie is going to be about, and then they throw them away for the entire film until maybe the Ferris wheel at the very end. Um, really? Even the, no, did the Ferris wheel have any gore? I'm not. I, I'm not saying gore. I'm just saying the contrivedness. I mean, like they're setting up that that's how deaths are going to work in this film. And oh, then, the Rube and then they throw yeah, them yeah, away. Yeah. yeah, that was that was so the like last the movie, one. It's like the movie's um, trying to hook you in by pretending to be Final Destination for a bit, and like, wow, what's what's what? How how exciting are the deaths going to be? And then they're never exciting ever again. 
Yeah. And in fact, the gore also goes away. So even if you were there for gore, that goes away pretty quickly. Because by the time they're killing Watari, he closes his eyes and it's a reverse shot and then a flash of white and then he, he dies off camera. Yeah, he dies like, off camera by cops or whatever. It's like before long, the death stopped being gory. Even uh, the love interest character dies by falling into a cloud of flowers. And then yeah, she, has she, a just little, she just has a little bit of blood. Yeah. Like on her nose. And then that's her he, death. She was, she's too hot. To make her head explode, all right? You can't do that. The vital character to the story. These inconsistencies are important because they highlight what might be an ongoing problem with Netflix with these, like, low-budget, like, highly scheduled film releases because it plagued, uh, it really, really plagued The Defenders. Because I just did a, a spoiler cast of that, like, last week, and... Like, Jessica Jones and Daredevil start off at a really high point, and then the other shows get progressively worse to the point where Iron Fist famously, uh, they were, like, telling them the choreography for each fight scene, like, on like on set that day, like, right before filming the scene. And that's what? how, like, rushed the whole show was, even though it's a kung fu show. Like, that's how bad it was. And it's not de- how... Defend- and Defenders is equally, like, rushed. And, like, that shows here a little bit where they have, like... That you can see setups for uh, storylines and feel that the show is going to have and then just dumps for Death Note. Because, like, here's how deaths are going to work. JK, here, and oh, wow, uh, he's going to have to deal with this detention storyline. JK, we just dump it and forget about it and it goes away. Yeah, there is, it, there is like, a, a feeling that they take, they were taking pieces. They were taking little bits and pieces of certain things that were written for the plot. It's almost as if someone wrote multiple different stories for Death Note and they kind of just like cut around parts that they liked and included those ones into one final script. It almost feels like this... they were intentionally trying to have, like push for a shorter duration because it's it's a weirdly short movie. It is. Yeah, it is only like it's an well, it's an hour 30. Yeah. Uh, so Which it's an hour it's 30. An, that's but... an important distinction, too, because it says an hour 40, but there's a lot of credits in this film. Yeah, it has one of those. Of it has one of those stylized credit sequences that goes on for a while before it plays the real credit sequence, which in itself yeah. is also long. So, so like, the credit sequence it is goes very much from, an hour thirty. This, the credit sequence is literally ten minutes long. It's an hour thirty, and it has two slow motion music sequences, just yeah. to pad for more length. Like it's a weirdly like they cut so much out of it at some point, and so like you're taking a thirty seven episode series and adapting it into. Well, not 30 90-minute movie. Uh, you're taking, like, 24 episodes and turning it into an hour 30 movie? They're Well, they're kind of doing the whole storyline, but they're also taking ideas from the final arc of of, of Death Note. But they're also yeah. going into... Like, there's an inherent problem, with, which is that the Death Note itself, while having a decent number of rules for a, a TV show, has way too many rules for a movie. And the show goes, and the movie kind of goes into self-parody because they add even more rules on yeah, top of that. Yeah, they added like 60, I think it was like 67 It was that's, one that's of the a, numbers I saw when he was turning the They say 90-something at one point. They say those 90-plus rules at one point. 90-plus rules. So we can, we can we can assume this Death Note has somewhere like, vaguely in the ballpark of 100 rules, which basically gives them free... It basically gives them like really bad writing, like free pass, because whenever they want a plot point to happen, they can make up a new Death Note rule on like the, the spot, burning of the page, which they do over and over again. Despite the fact the movie is is only ninety minutes long, they couldn't come up with a consistent, tight storyline with a specific number of rules just for a ninety-minute film. Like this movie, if anything, you need to simplify the Death Note, not expand on it. 
and not so but they keep expanding on it more and more to the point where it gives them the ability to do anything they want to with the plot which quickly becomes a problem because eventually the death note just becomes a mind control device which means they can write down anyone's name and make anybody do anything they want to at any point and so for half the movie the protagonist is just mind controlling people like just explicitly like for days on end they just become yeah. brain slaves and the only stipulation is they have to die at the end and that's it and like that's not like but that they can they can go on for days as a slave and like that's one of the strengths of the original show was that if uh if light wanted to accomplish anything that was too convoluted or complicated for him to do single-handedly he had to manipulate people into uh like accidentally assisting him or he had to find people that were so devout to what he was accomplishing and then potentially reveal himself to them so that they, he could then like try to create these convoluted plans with other people yeah in the movie he can just get he can just invent the movie can basically just make up some killer that you've never heard of before and it can retroactively reveal that that guy has been doing stuff behind the scenes for the last five days because light mind controlled him days ago to do this stuff and so like whenever there's a plot twist it usually involves like yeah several days ago this incredibly convoluted thing was written in the notebook and that's been happening in the background and it has infinite power basically yeah well okay and so here's the thing to take a note about is that uh because i'm sure you'll have commenters who get really mad at you the original death note from the manga does in fact have like 66 or so rules that exist but the rules are very not rules they're just conditions uh if you want to put put it more specifically they're not rules they're more of like conditional they're, they're statements. Like qualifications about yeah. things so like so one would be uh, even though only a name, only uh, even though only one name is written in the death note, if it influences and causes other humans that are not written in, in it to die, the victim's cause of death will be a heart attack. Uh, that's just a rule, but that's not really a rule. That's more of just a. It's like it's a clarification like, of a subcategory yeah. of a specific thing, as and opposed to having like five hundred new additional powers. So, so like, like one of the so rules is the basically thing. that the death note can't make people uh, like reveal things they don't know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, like, a human death caused by death note will indirectly lengthen some of uh, some other human's original life, even without a specific intention to lengthen a particular person's lifespan in the human world. Yeah, because if you kill somebody, then that person that was actually going to kill another person doesn't exist anymore, so that person gets to live longer. But you don't know who it is, and you don't know, you don't have any control over it. Also, so it's he like, here's a fun, important detail. Uh, Light in the anime reads the rules light in the movie yes. just kind of doesn't read the rules and keeps getting surprised by them like some kind of asshole like he, he's sitting here like i'm gonna reshape the entire world he's not gonna even bother like reading the rules to his own well, death note because because here's the thing is that what's established very very quickly is the that light in the movie is an is, idiot no he is book smart so he's really good at math and that's it <laughs> uh because that's the only thing we've ever seen him do is he's done math homework for other people and gets paid for it. And that's it. We never see him do another thing in class again. Um, but that's that's the extent of his intelligence. We don't actually know what his grades are. We have no idea. We never see him studying. We never see him doing anything besides that one time he did math in the courtyard. Um, which was a plot device for for him to be to go into detention, which is an entire dropped plot thread that goes yeah. nowhere. It's a it's it, the only reason we know he's good at math is for no reason, <laughs> at all. And um, 
so it's it cracks me up for two reasons. One, because it makes Light just a complete idiot, and it justifies why he's a complete idiot. Is because we and it justifies they, why he's going to be dead in ninety minutes, or yeah, why he's going to lose two, that fast. And two, L's also an utter complete idiot because the first thing L says is that like, oh, Light's pretty smart. So here's an it's important like, detail what? to bring up. This is a ninety-minute movie, and I can check. Uh, L shows up uh, thirty minutes into this ninety-minute movie. <laughs> yeah, he does. He shows like thirty minutes. Like shows up thirty minutes late uh, later. So, so thirty minutes into the film, after Kira's killed hundreds of people, and there are cults worshiping him, and he's had the creepiest sex scene where he seems it, it seems to imply that he's having sex with with Mia, and the symbolism for him climaxing is a Korean. Uh, fascist head exploding i'm like that's a weird symbol for climaxing sexually that's what the fuck <laughs> wait where uh, is that what's that what scene is that there's a part where he's rolling in the bed with uh mia and it seems to suggest sex because in the middle of it it cuts to the korean guy's head exploding then back to them rolling in bed and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> what are you what are you suggesting here shit because it's really a weird visual oh my god i I missed that entire visual that's amazing (laughs) what the fuck oh my god i just noticed an easter egg what's that so when it establishes l it, it two uh japanese clans have wiped each other out at some stripper club and it's, they said the Nakamuras, ha, uh, they, 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 the, the guy says that the Nakamuras have had a feud for decades or something like that. And the yeah. guy that says that is the guy that, that plays Hiro Nakamura in Heroes. Oh. I recognized him, but I didn't, I didn't notice that, like, oh, he literally calls them the Nakamuras, like, they name the, the family that, they named the, uh, Japanese Yakuza clan or whatever after the character that the actor's playing in the background that they had for an afternoon, I guess, because that's his only lion. It's weird. They they they're bringing Hiro Nakamura from Heroes, and he's in, he's in one scene, so he can be like, "Oh, the Nakamuras have been fighting for decades." Weird. Then he leaves the, the movie. Nakamuras are bad people. So this is this scene is like the one well, the oh. first two minutes of El being in the movie are where he does all the clever things, basically, and then he never does them again. Which is yeah. that uh, he first of all, this is a uh, murder that happens in Japan. All the all these dead people wiped out in a in a stripper club uh the the entire reason they were all killed was because uh l tipped uh fed this these uh criminals names into a system in the police system so uh, and it was not broadcast on the news which meant that if kira killed them then he was tied to the police and so that's yeah. the important first step and like that's that's one of the handful of things then then he basically repeats the steps of a few people what a few people do during the uh, of what L does in the anime of like narrowing him down to a specific location based on the kill patterns and who he and who he's gone after and stuff like that, like that old directly. Yeah, he like ties immediately him. basically assumes like yeah he's in uh he's in Seattle yeah it's like, like oh okay the, the part where he gets to Seattle is all, is a montage that that explains how smart he is and then he kind of doesn't act smart for the rest of the movie and. There basically aren't clever showdowns between L and Light, which is the entire There's, draw of the source material. The most clever showdown that exists is in the coffee shop. Where, it, and it's like where it's like L barely even a showdown. No, he L just or Light uh, L just shows up and goes like, "I think you're Kira," and Light's just like, yeah. "No, 
and then that's it's like it. why haven't you rescued me then it's like i don't i don't do uh soft check i only do checkmate and it's like like and like they're just like yeah there's no there's almost okay. no really like baiting for information or clever stuff happening it's just like they're just talking shit at each other basically it's just yeah it's just l actually it just makes l look like a narcissist as well and also he looks just like, shows up for no reason and says like you're the bad guy and it's like are you gonna arrest me then he's like i have no proof <laughs> what what and there's a really du- there's a really dumb line where where light, light makes himself seem even stupider by being like all you talk about is kira 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 i'm like is this real dialogue like you're yeah. gonna say kira 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 like that's like what is happening right now it's a good song kira 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 <laughs> it's a strange moment but also the showdown between them in the coffee shop is when owl has been in the movie for 20 minutes I think my favorite like I think my favorite line though of like weird awkward dialogue is when uh is when L first like first shows up and he goes onto TV dressed as a terrorist um and he uh he's doing the speech to the uh, to the news oh, people god and uh and fucking that- fucking light comes downstairs his dad's having dinner and he goes so uh that's a weird guy on the TV you happen to know his name <laughs> What? What an odd question! Just what a very specifically odd question to ask, son. Like, so that, he that, comes. Uh. That's one of the frustrating things about how they de- deal with the character is that they they completely skip one of the really fun plot points of the anime, which is that uh, L uses a body double, and when that guy gets killed, he then he then reveals, "Huh, you fell for my trap. I'm only broadcasting this this special in this neighborhood, so now I know kind of where you live." And and then like. Light is like fuck. <laughs> yeah, like gets really upset about it in the end. Yeah, He's like, God, like it's a re- fucking damn it. Because <laughs> it's a really clever trick to narrow down yes. where the person lives. Instead, they don't trick. do it, and nope. they replace it with L wearing a mask on television and a hoodie and yelling at Kira. And it's like, no, this is first of all, like you'll forget this scene even existed before long. But it's like, yeah. whereas it was one of the most memorable scenes of the entire anime, was like how clever of a trick that was to to narrow yeah. down where Kira was, and well, there's no the reason, trick... and there's no reason to cut it out because using that to narrow down where Kira was would be good for the movie too. Well, they narr- they use, which is super weird, is that instead of doing that exact trick, which I feel like, again, this feels like a fan film, like they didn't get the rights to do Death Note <laughs> stuff. So they, had to, they had to change all the recognizable scenes. Yeah, they had to change all like the really iconic scenes and be like. Well, we can't legally make it the exact same as the manga, so we'll just kind of tweak it a little bit. But they had the scene where the guy kills himself by saluting and standing in the middle of the road, and a police guy runs him over. Like, that was only broadcasted in Seattle, so apparently that has to have been... Uh, like, L's assumption for why that why Kira's in, uh, in Seattle was because that murder occurred, it was only aired in Seattle... And because he wasn't a like he wasn't on drugs or drunk when he did that, which is like not the best example ever. Because you could be like, well, maybe he's mentally ill, and it's like, well, we can't prove that, so no, don't talk about it. Just he wasn't on drugs, he wasn't drunk, so he wouldn't have stood there, saluted, and got hit by a car after just kidnapping his family. And somehow I feel like that would be broadcasted further than just Seattle too. It it would yeah it would have. A hostage uh, I, I situation think... at gunpoint probably wouldn't only be broadcasted in one city. Like well, the hostage, consider... you know like... what they, you know what they fucked up on though, Keith. What, Mister Close they... to the Microphone Man? 
because <laughs> because they oh my god i love it because they showed the way that kira or the way that light killed this guy which was to show mia hey i can kill people whenever i want aren't i hot shit you should fuck me was uh was that he he was watching a live stream on his computer Womp. So it literally was shown to the entire fucking world. It, was, it, it is on the computer. You're right. And this he is like a local that. news station or something. But yeah, it is. It is like Even really. It, was, it is iffy. Even if it was local news station, what did L track the IP address of the person that was watching and then so looks through the security camera of the laptop and then checked somebody <laughs> wrote down the name of somebody onto a death note? Like, how did you figure this out? So it's it's a. Uh, it's worth noting that there is a hostage situation that does help him narrow down where light is in the anime, but it was broadcasted in all of Japan. Yeah, because that's what that's kind of the scale of that kind of stuff is like. Which, so, which so is like, why the that's, which is why the scene where L does the body double makes so fucking much sense is because he narrowed it down to which district in Japan it's located. Yeah. Like but that like, was the important thing is you show a series of steps. Where he's getting closer and closer to finding out where L, where light is. Step one, you find out, that, oh, this broadcast is only in Japan, so he must have been killing people. He must be from Japan or watching Japanese broadcasts. Step two, set up the scheme that's really clever for going section by section to try to get try to bait him into killing your body devil, so that you can then know what region he, he sits in. And then comes the part where you're like, oh, and he's got private information with the police, so he must be tied with the police, and that's how he keeps getting closer and closer to light. But in this one, yeah. they're like, eh, we'll just skip to the end. Uh, that one guy, he was only being broadcasted on that guy's computer. It's it's him. <laughs> like it's like it's yeah. It's, it, they skip so many steps, and but like that, that cat and mouse game's the interesting part of the source material, and they replaced that, that with with chase scenes and stuff like that. that. Was like that's the whole point. That was the whole point of Death Note. Yeah, was the was literally the like the icon taking that like Sherlock versus Moriarty situation. Yep. And just making a whole series out of it because that's interesting. People love that. Like this, it's a it's a drama that focuses <laughs> on the idea of here's two characters in two specific scenarios with their own sets of rules. How would things play out? Yeah, it's like fight, and then you enjoy that. But this this movie wants to tell you a story that isn't really about the battle between L and Light. It's kind of a story about how cool a Death Note is. Like, let me tell you that a Death Note is a really cool device that can kill people. People can use it, but that's not important right now. What's important is that it has 60-something rules, and it's a lot of rules. And, like, but the movie never focuses on the people. Like, it never... Instead, it never... it's focused on fan service. Yeah. It's focused on, on, despite having no time for character development, it has time for several scenes of Ryuk eating an apple... No, and despite, not only despite that, the fact it that it refuses like, to have LBL, it will constantly show you L eating sweets. Because that's the important the, part of L, right? Is that he eats candy? Yeah. And like, that's really not the important part of L. In fact, Especially, it's, it's set up at one point in the show that the reason why L is just shoving calories down his face is, and, and why he sits weird is all because that's how he, it helps him think. And the yeah. constant calories, he's just burning because he's so constantly running on all cylinders with his brain trying to process all the stuff that he has he's basically fueling himself constantly like a furnace yeah the excuse was that sugar would sugar's kind of like the sense of coffee where i think he said he doesn't like coffee and he said sugar is what helps him uh like re yeah it helps him feed his brain so he can keep having energy to keep going forward which 
they tried to hint at with the uh, Watari talking to L all the time, saying like, "How long have you been awake?" And he says like, "Exactly thirty one hours." And it's like, yeah, he, okay. he reports exact amount of time. Yeah, and it's like, I'm glad you're wasting time in your brain to keep track of that, but all right, uh, like I. And then he, that's it. Then Watari's just like, sleep is all good. The, Please go to really, sleep. Unfortunately, there's only like two conversations or like two scenes that really set up any kind of eccentricities with L. And then beyond then, he just becomes a crying, yelling man for most of the movie. And his, yeah, biggest, his biggest quirk is that he sits on his feet. Just gets really emotional for no reason. Um,. It's not for no reason because Watari is hostage and everything, but it's well, just like not it's, the Watari it's so thing, but like before it gets then character kinda... breaky in an awkward way. Even yeah, yeah, even before then he's yelling constantly. Yeah, he like got super mad when the cops were dying, where he was like he like threw the phone down and shit, and like was getting and I was like, why are you getting mad about this? Like you, you you're supposed to not give a shit. It's just you and Watari. Everyone else is just there. They're just kind of pawns. These are people you literally wouldn't show your face to. Why are you so upset about them dying? Like, I didn't... I don't for, me, get... for me, it's like... The part where they don't capture L seems to be all writing and direction and not acting. Because I've seen this actor in a number of movies at this point. In particular, he was the... Uh, he's, he's like one in one of the core like horror scenes that happens in Get Out. That's in the trailer and everything. Of the one guy that's like smiling yeah, he's, and he's brainwashed, but he's also like breaking inside and stuff like that. Yeah, he's the like, guy that where he, when you take the when the picture was taken of him, he's like, "What did you just do?" Like that guy. He, yeah, the fit where the picture is taken of him and he and he like he breaks yeah. out of it for a moment like, and breaks, it just yeah. and it, yeah, it's like he he can do, he has a lot of control as an actor and he can do a bunch of cool stuff and that shows in scenes of this movie. But the decisions of what he should do is being made by other people and the, a lot of those decisions seem really wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not faulting any actors. Like, you just take a gig, you know? Yeah, and you hit a point and, where his like, entire emotional crescendo is entirely dependent on a bond between him and Watari, which is not established beyond a scene where where he sings for him. Yeah. That limo scenes, right. they're only seen together in the film because the film, once again, is just way too fast and way too short to develop any characters. And Watari, I think, spends more time in, being a kidnapped man than he does being a character in this movie. Yeah. He spends, yeah, he does spend more time being kidnapped. Because when he is there, he's not, when he is not kidnapped, he's not really in this in the scenes. He just shows up to give somebody something and then walks away. He never gives any information. He never says anything. At he most, just, he's usually just standing next to L while L yeah. has scenes with uh, with Light's dad and stuff like that. Pretty much, yeah. But then when he gets kidnapped, it's some sort of horrible tragedy that we're supposed to buy into as being a huge, huge problem, basically. And here we yeah, get into an issue where they've changed the rules of the Death Note again for t in two ways. One, it's a magical time it's a magical uh time uh, mind control device that has infinite duration and you can just tell a guy to do whatever you want for as long as you want. Well, yeah, that's the thing I didn't understand was uh like I get the idea of saying go find L's true name because that's information he would know. He yeah. would know where L's name is. So it's like tell me where or like, go find L's true name uh and then October something something you die. So he just says like, okay, you got like a couple of days to find L's name or whatever. And it's like, why didn't he just make him die and later, so that it wouldn't be like down to the wire? Since it's yeah, the only character know. he can use. Yeah, I don't know why he did it so quickly. As then if we, somehow, if he waited too long, like it, they would have figured out he was mind controlled. But here we get a series of we, we get here we get several plot holes here at the same time. 
Yeah. Because Watari is a character that does know El's true name. Because Watari raised El. That's the whole point. That's why it says El. That's why El says that he's known him his whole life. Even in, like so. Yeah. He says he's known him his entire life. So that means that confirms that in the movie, just like in the anime, he was raised by Watari. We can we can draw that connection based on our knowledge of the anime and what El says. But so in the anime. You a uh, person only knows what they know. So that means if you tell them to write something they don't know, they can't do it. But you can get them to give information that they do know. Like there's a yes. part where somebody where somebody is told to write down the names of all the per- people in their squad before they die. Like that's a thing that happens in the anime. So you it also do, happens in the movie. Yeah. So you do maintain the knowledge you have in your head when you get mind controlled in the brief moment that before your death. In yes. this show, not only is mind control infinitely long as opposed to right before a death. But in in this in this movie, uh, you selectively lose knowledge for some reason. Like if you wanted to be like have Watari, if you want to like write Watari's name and be like, tell me El's name, then he could just tell you because he knows yeah. it. But for some reason, he has to go hunt down El's name for no reason in some abandoned orphanage because that's the backstory of El that's not really ever explained in the movie. But that's why he's there. Is he's yeah, breaking... I don't know why they even bothered mentioning the orphanage. And none of that like, makes sense because how does he know to go to the orphanage? Like, if you sit down for like two seconds, this entire plot point makes no sense because if he doesn't know El's name in mind control mode, why does he know about the orphanage? Why does he know where to get El's name? Why does he know all the steps that involve getting El's name but somehow not know El's name? Yeah, he knows exactly where the file room to get El's name is and where to look for it, but then just doesn't remember the name? No, it's like it's baffling. But on the, on top of that, we also, all, he didn't, we all, we he also have a... where the fucking orphanage was so that maybe he could go there himself. No. Yeah, he doesn't. He like, doesn't even think that far ahead of like just at, tell like, me where to get El's name. But like an, adi- an additional layer of stupid gets here. So one, there's the stupid part where he made the mistake of making his death come way too soon, so that it'd be down to the wire if he can get the name in time, which is stupid because if he just made his death happen like three months from now, you'd have like infinite time to just burn the page, and you could be like, he gets me El's name on October twelfth, but he dies on January seventeenth or something, and it'd like it'd be no big deal. But for some reason, he makes his death happen like right when he'd be arriving there. I so that no, it's, I think so, there's a rule about that. I think there's a rule it, about how If there long is, it's not explained. It. And this is a yeah. this is a, this is a story about explaining Anyways, rules. Yeah, continue. Go but on. On, with on your... top of that, what happens is he doesn't specify a cause of death, which raises a question because in the anime, if you don't specify a cause of death, it's a heart attack. In the movie, it appears that a, uh, if you don't specify a cause of death, it just becomes whatever. And he, and, uh, and they, he says he even Ryu's says choice? Deal, he even says dealer's choice in the in the scene, like because he yeah. doesn't care. So Ryuk takes it upon himself to do whatever he feels like. Watari's cause of death is that a SWAT team shows up to execute him. I'm like, now the Death Note will mind control other people to go kill the person you said should die? And they'll go across it like, what the fuck? No, it's like this weird thing of, like, yeah, like SWAT team showed up as if he was breaking into a place that he shouldn't be into. Which you but instead and of you just would... arresting him, yeah. which he had no weapons on him. Instead of arresting him, they just, like, straight shot him for some Nothing reason? Nothing about his death even begins to make sense. And it's and never they explained. Even ask him. They, like, even ask him, like, are you Watari? And he's like, yes, I'm Watari. And then they just shoot him. Yeah, and like, even Watari what? closes his eyes, like, I'm going to die now. I'm like, why do you, did you read the script? How do you know you're going to die now? How does anyone yeah. know what's happening? Why, why are you executing somebody for looking at paper? <laughs> like, and why would you even, why would you know that that's Watari unless L sent you? 
In which case, why did you kill Watari if you if L wanted? It's like, yeah, him it's alive? either what? it's either L sent them, which means there's no, which either means that L can't have sent them because L's trying to find Watari in the first place, and and you can almost think that maybe he would kill him to save his name from being revealed. But at the same time, you could at that point just restrain him so he can't give give the name to light anyway. So I don't think the SWAT team was sent by L because none of that really makes sense of how they'd even find him or why they'd kill him. So as far as I can tell, dealer's choice meant magic SWAT team shows up and kills you on the spot for no reason. And apparently the death don't mind control them, even though they're not written in the, the notebook as dying, unless he was also killing a SWAT team, except he wasn't planning on killing Watari. So none of these, yeah, nothing makes sense. Like nothing nothing makes sense about the scene it's com- it's the most infinitely contrived nonsense thing ever and it's and it's infuriating because it then this is when l gets irreparably ruined by the story because once you kill what once you kill watari which is only halfway through the movie by the way uh l becomes an emotional wreck for the rest of the movie and is just running through the streets with guns and screaming at people and just not even vaguely behaving like the character is an adaptation of <laughs> Like there, this is a movie I, that ha- can't develop any of its characters, but it has multiple scenes dedicated to candy and uh, candy and apples, and has a surprisingly prolonged chase scene with a gun running through random buildings for no reason. Not only that, L drop kicks a homeless dude. Oh yeah, he like straight drop kicks that homeless dude for nothing. He was just he was just like he, minding his own. There's business. a part where he shoves a guy's face into his own food. Because they, yeah. run, they run through that that Chinese he restaurant or whatever, and he shoves yeah, somebody's like, face into their own food. And then he and, hops up on the bar and runs along the bar. Then he hops back off the bar and runs along the floor. I'm like, why did you hop on the bar? There was nothing in your way. It's like, and, they're just and like, dynamic really chasing, dynamic chasing. It's dynamic. We got to keep moving and knocking things over. Dynamic. And it's like. Yeah, it's really weird, It looks too like they're getting stuff on purpose. Yeah, and Light wasn't doing anything inherently bad to people. He was just running. Like, even when he ran through the restaurant, he, like, yeah, he tripped over people because he wasn't paying attention to where he's going. Yeah. And the only time he did an inherently bad thing was when he ran into, he, like, pushed a guy over and then threw the thing he was pushing onto light, the ground. Light keeps, like, sliding then, like, in the rain and shit and bumping into yeah, people, basically. But, like, he and going, sorry, only, sorry, but, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he's, like, yeah, and he looks like he's, like, oh, God, sorry, I'm just trying to run. But L is, like, holding a gun, L running is, through, There's like, a part where L is screaming people, at the top of his people. lungs while plowing yeah. through a, gu- a bus station and demolishing it. He is, like, a he fucking He destroys lunatic. a bus stop that could have been filled with people while screaming at the top of his lungs in fury. Like... Well, running yeah, around with is, a glowing gun, which I'm not, which is an interesting I, yeah, note on its is own. That? I, is I that a it, pistol? I, I think it's a pistol that has like a laser sight. Okay. I think that's, that might be why it's glowing. I don't know guns. I'll, I'll take your word for it, man, because I have no idea what the fuck that was. I don't know guns very well. Because it, it, it didn't have a laser pointer. That's what I thought was weird is like, it, like light didn't have a laser on him when he was when when L's aiming the gun at him. Yeah, I kept waiting for a reason for the glow gun to come up because it's never explained why the gun's glowing, but it's very visual that it's glowing. But then he shoots and it's just straight up. You can tell it's just like a revolver when he's shooting into the air and it's just really loud. And I'm like, oh, that's just a gun. <laughs> he's just, yeah. that's just a gun. It's just that's a gun with a weird red light on it. It's, it's like a super I, weird detail. I, maybe it's like a jelly bean dispenser. Oh, maybe the man. bottom part like gives him candy so that way he never loses energy while he's shooting people but just to rewind just to rewind a bit because this is like the ending of the movie uh yeah, sorry 
slightly earlier during the Watari se uh, segment, they established this incredibly contrived rule because they keep making up new rules for the notebook whenever it's convenient to them. And this one yes. says that if you write somebody's death into the notebook, you can then take out the page about the notebook and burn it. And you, then if you destroying that notebook page will, <clears throat> will cause that person to not die as a result. And here's where it gets extra bullshit. They say you can only do it once. One yeah, that is <laughs> it's that like is weird. Once per victim, once per like notebook owner, once once per notebook period. As far as I can tell, it's once per notebook forever somehow. And nobody's ever used this rule before, and nobody will ever be able to use it again. It's literally contrived for one scene and one scene alone. <laughs> I I want I also want to mention something hilarious. By the way, this is I don't I don't get paid to be a writer for Hollywood movies. I would probably be do great at it. I'm really great at googling things. Uh. <laughs> Uh, how one of the notes on how to use the death note from the anime was once a victim's name, cause of death, and situation of death have been written down on the death note, this death will still take place even if that death note or the part of the note in which it has been written in is destroyed. For example, burned into ashes. Yeah, which is one of, the nice thing, one of the nice things about clause. the anime is that you, one of the nice things about the anime is you know there won't be an ass pole in that situation. Yeah, if it has ever if it has actually happened, then it will happen. Like that's there's a finality to it, and the only part that they ever uh, have a fake out is when they have the uh, plot point of the Death Note being replaced, because yes. they re they replace it with a decoy at one point, and that's a plot point. But that's fair. That's a fair twist to do the idea of replacing a, uh, de a Death Note with a exact copy of of the Death Note in order to trick people. Like that is within yeah. the bounds of reasonable storytelling in a story about people outsmarting people. But this I, one's like, here's a special it, uh... rule that perfectly explains the climax of the film, because that's how that's how bad this movie is. Is it, it relies on this contrived plot point for its climax, and yeah. it only exists for that one rule. It can only happen once, because we it's like it's like it's like when some you're you're playing imagination with your friends, and you're like, and like I shoot you with a laser. No, -uh, I got a force field. Like you're just making it up as you go along. <laughs> like that's that's what this kind of writing is when that happens. It's just it's infuriating. Another thing that's really that the I think the other thing that really infuriated me was that no one else could see Ryuk but Light. Oh yeah, other people would and, touch the Death Note and they wouldn't see yeah. Ryuk for some reason. Yeah, to the for point some where reason. The, at the end of the movie, somehow still, uh, I think the way they're defining it is that in this version of the story, only the owner of the Death Note can see their Shinigami, and that's it. As Again, opposed to everyone who touches also, it. That is specifically in a note on the manga and how to use that any that uh, anybody who touches a death note, any human who touches a death note can know exactly who the owner is and knows uh, it's a, and it's, can see the god of death. It's one of those things that works as a fun uh, mechanic because you can be like you can use whether or not people can see Shinigami as a plot point. Yeah, like a, an entire plot point near the end is that somebody has become aware of this thing so they stealthily touch the death note so they can track the shinigami when the person who actually uh has the shinigami doesn't know that people can see it and like that because yes. like that's 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 all the mind games of as of asymmetrical knowledge and stuff like that that makes these stories interesting but and, what quickly but becomes no. apparent is that uh in the middle of the movie around the time watari was uh being captured uh like just before that i think uh, you have the coffee scene, the coffee house scene where it seems to become apparent the light is just ready to give up on this entire idea of the Death Note yeah, anyway, like halfway into the movie. Done with it. 
He's and, over the whole Death Note idea. And it starts becoming clear that what's actually happening, and it shows up in a twist later with when Watari ends up dying, because Light was going to burn the page before he died, and it was because he didn't want to kill innocent people, so he was just manipulating them to, to get rid of L. Which is kind of iffy, because that like, why do you care about killing Watari if you're going to kill L? Like, you're obviously willing to straight up kill people going after you. Why is Watari an exception? Like, if that 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 distinction doesn't make sense to me, that he's going to kill L but not Watari because they're equally complicit in going after him. But yeah. uh, they they use this as the twist scene to be like, oh, the girlfriend's actually acting against Light, and the girlfriend's the one that killed all the investigators, and the girlfriend killed Watari by hiding the page so it couldn't be burned, and she's actually uh, aspiring to replace Light as the Death Note user. And that's the twist yeah. is that she's the sort of secondary antagonist at some point. She's like the better light. She's way better. She's, she's like so way much better. Because she the just shows up out of nowhere and is like, "I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm really cunning and I'm really tactical." About yeah. It. It's like wh- what? She's literally what? she in some ways is almost like there's moments where she's almost light from the anime. <laughs> Yeah, and I was super mad. I was like, then why are you here? Yeah, why Get is light out? in this movie? Like, <laughs> like yeah, why is the why actual is light, light in this movie? Like, if Cause... you just wanted to have a female light, then just make a female light. Don't do this stupid bullshit where, like, oh, well, the girlfriend was actually a better murderer, a better Kira all along. Because like, she actually why... succeeds at things. Like, the she, only special plan. The yeah. The only clever special plan the light does during the middle of the movie is the Watari thing. And it doesn't work. Uh, and, the, it's a disaster. and the final scene. Yeah, the final thing, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, but the girl, uh, Mia, she, she tracks Everything down. Everything she does is great. Yeah, she, she, I think she, I think she shows up at some, at a parking garage. I think she like tasers one of the investigators that's following Light around. Then yes. f- goes into her, his, uh, goes into his ID, writes his name into the death note with the instructions that he will then write all of his, uh, coworkers' names into the death note. And then they all jump off a building and it's like, she got shit done. <laughs> yeah, that was like the most effective way to deal with that entire group. This movie should have been filled with clever moves like that. Instead, there's like yes. one. And it is the only clever one because the end of the movie is stupid. Everything the Light the movie does is, is stupid. stupid. I just said that it was like yeah. the only time Light actually made a it's, plan. Yeah, it's, it's the one time okay. Light succeeds at a convoluted plan, but it's a stupid, like it's a shitty plan. It's boring and irritating and feels like it's cheating. Whereas her plan was completely within the basic rules of how this thing works. And it didn't feel like any kind of ass pull. It was like a really cool reveal. And it's the, possibly the best plot point of the movie. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, the dance, which is this is the scene where he's going to discover that the notebook page is gone for with the whole Watari thing. Which, first of all, why did you schedule Watari's death to happen during the, the dance? Day. It's like, first of all, he already made the mistake of scheduling Watari's death to happen. It was it was like same forty eight hours. Like he he scheduled it to happen at the same time as uh, he was the time when he was supposed to actually arrive at the the uh, name, which meant that he wasn't going to be able to. If he, could, if he didn't find it quite in time, he would die too early. But also had the additional problem of being scheduled during the dance when he's going to be distracted and away from any phone or notebook or anything that he might need in order to f- actually fall through with the plan. So then he has no, to... No, it's fine, Keith. He always carries a do- death note around with him all the fucking time. So this necessitates an incredibly convoluted plan where they have to... It's really stupid. They're at the dance. He has a giant top hat all of a sudden. And... Even though two people are in the room that are, and their entire job is to watch him, 
uh, the girlfriend shows up with some other guy and the, and Light just puts the top hat on that guy like blatantly in the open and then just walks away and those yeah. guys are like so lazy at their job they're like oh that guy's got a top hat I guess Light's still here and they just don't well, no, they act like, notice so they do this thing even where, though the guy has different colored uh, hair yeah they walk in Light's hair so is they, like super super yeah, highlighted like, everywhere and that yeah, guy's hair is brown uh, so they walk in the, the scene is really dumb so they walk in Light and Mia walk in and they uh, they go and they start dancing or whatever. A few seconds later, uh, it shows a scene where one of the FBI agents walks into the room and looks directly at Light. Like, they, he looks at them and sees them. And uh, and so they're, they're making the thing of, like, oh, you know, got to be low-key about it, blah, blah, blah. And they're making some kind of exchange and they reveal information. And then, uh, and then what's it called? Uh... Then the Asian guy comes to ask for a dance or the girl like he's going and getting punch and uh, the the Asian guy's like, ah, can I dance with your girl? And basically. And so then he goes like, yeah, sure. And he takes the hat off and puts it on top of that kid right in the center of the dance. And then they walk off and then it shows a scene of the 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 FBI agents and they go like, oh, there he is as if they somehow lost him. When he just standing in the open in this yeah, this high he, school auditorium where he's, he's the guy the in the top hat. He's the only guy. He's the only guy with a top hat. Like, why would you? You like did that both specifically. Both of them simultaneously so he, happened to look away at that exact moment to not notice the part where he takes off the hat and gives it to somebody else, apparently. Movies, Keith. Movies magic. But, but this is also he can run away upstairs to go, like, check the page in the death note and also... Like, it's, he's supposed to, in the middle of the dance, get on the phone, call Watari, find out L's name, burn the Watari's page to save his life, then, uh, I guess, write L's name to kill him? Which, yeah, yeah. I'll say once again, why why not kill Watari, then, if you're killing L? But why would you schedule this convoluted thing you have to do in a specific time to happen during the dance? It could happen yeah, literally you... any other day. Another one is, why are you even... Why are you even going to the dance? Yeah, don't you have more important shit to do? Like what? Like than, what the fuck is not, the purpose? There you, was ha- no... you have to have more important shit to do than to not go to the dance because they're not even doing yeah. the dance. Like the only thing that was useful at the school was the computers, which I guess L doesn't or Light doesn't own a computer or something. He does own a computer, so I don't even know why. Part, part of it screams the idea. Like, like in Spider-Man Homecoming, Homecoming is actually a part of the movie, but it actually is like an important climax of the story where it defines who the protagonist is as a person, is a, a decision he makes in that scene, and there's a reason why he's there and so on. In this movie, as far as I can tell, it's one of the a series of decisions made by the director in that it's just visual. They're, they're at the dance because it gives them an excuse to be in a giant glowy blue room surrounded by people, and they can close and they can do a slow dance together while the... Uh, well, face to face, really up close, while the big reveal happens that she's been betraying him, which is yeah. right up there with like how he will put an apple in front of a dark door, then Ryuk will grab the apple with his creepy little hand through the door into the darkness, then chomp away at it, then for some reason throw the apple back into the room, like yeah, like it's like it's one of the many things in the movie that happens just because it's visual, right? Which is why which is why we get the Rube Goldberg death at the I beginning. Mean- there was even that time Light walks into his house and Ryuk's sitting at the dinner table with apples, apple cores just all around him. And he's just like, 
Hey, Me- give up the Death Note. It's like, God, again with Meanwhile, this Meanwhile, there's shit. like a whole plot point where it's like, no, you're supposed to, Ryuk, Ryuk, you're supposed to eat the cores because you're invisible and you're eating floating apples. So you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to finish eating them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's it's... some messy stuff here. All right. So I think we're ready to go towards the ending, which is at this Are we point. ready for the final lap? It gets really fucked, which is that, yeah, like, as we said before, he's getting chased by, he's getting chased around by L in public with a gun while he's just some unarmed kid running around. So, like, immediately it looks like he's the, just looks like L's the bad guy throughout this entire scene. It it looks like he's being mugged. He's the one that's that's actively endangering people throughout the scene. And I will point out that this chase scene happens an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. That's how sh- that's how little development and how little duration there's been in. At this point, uh, we're we're an, only an hour and fifteen into the movie, and Al has only been in the movie for forty five minutes total. Not even talking about yeah. how long his scenes are. I'm talking about like from establishment as a character existing to the chase scene. It's only been forty five minutes, which is so brief for to summarize the entire conflict between the, between the characters. Because after the chase scene, he's basically out of the movie until a like. Almost like a, what what borders what borders on being a post credits cliffhanger. Yeah, like a post credit Chris cliffhanger. Yeah, like, like so, his entire story is told over the span of forty five minutes of a of a ninety minute movie for some reason, which even though the whole point is supposed to be these two characters going at it going against each other, uh, but this very long chase scene eventually ends in the two uh, wannabe Kira characters both in a Ferris wheel together, and it wasn't like. This wasn't like a desperate random thing. Like they didn't like kept they like you you could almost forgive it if they just kept running and they just ended up there and like fuck we're trapped on this pier. Yeah. But one of them gets a text message from the other one to meet at the Ferris wheel. Their plan as two people no, being no. chased by a horde Lights. of cops is to get on a Ferris wheel on a Ferris Light, wheel. It was, it was all of Light's plan. It They're was literally all according to his crazy like, idea that he came up with in a school yeah, building. Yeah, but I just mean like literally all that could happen is that they would be trapped on an amusement park ride for maybe ten minutes until they then get on the ground again and get arrested by a horde of cops. Like, well, he shot the thing, so I don't think it was going to move. No, it was still moving. He shot the thing so it couldn't do anything anymore. Could, yeah, because it keeps cutting to other shots, so you can clearly tell the Ferris wheel still rotating. So they're, they're they're literally like on borrowed time. And what are they doing? Like this is where they ruin their 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 true light. The girl that actually is being the real light throughout this movie by actually being clever is that she stops being clever. She becomes very stupid in this scene. Yeah, which is she just, agrees to meet him in the Ferris wheel while being chased by cops, even though there's nowhere to go from there. It's a dead end trap. And then even when they're trapped, neither of them are even considering the idea of how doomed and trapped they are. They're arguing over who gets to keep the notebook that neither of them will ever get to use again because they're out on a Ferris wheel that's surrounded by cops and the only outcome. He knows that he's sabotaging it, but she, the only way that she, the only ending she could possibly see for this is that she's, they're all going to get caught. So well, not, not her. I mean, technically light will get caught and then die because light, because remember he'll die the moment that she takes the notebook no. Or no, she no, she's going to take the notebook he, and then burn his page. If right? he no, uh what is it? I th- This this got iffy for us so I have to I have to think back cuz at at the time I interpreted it as being that uh she wrote that he'll die of a heart attack unless she tra- unless he transfers ownership of the notebook. I thought that was what was going on, but I think when you oh. finally see the page burning, you realize it actually just says that she'll that 
he'll die and that's it. So I think it does have to be burned. But definitely like but they're did both... She give a, did she give a date? Midnight. Right, midnight. She said, okay. you, you, she, she said lights, uh, start, uh, heart di- stops at midnight and it had to be burned, which somehow happened, which actually happens, which is amazing. Uh, but it's just like neither of them, the idea that they think that it, it was just so funny in the moment to have them arguing about uh, who gets to keep the notebook when they're already surrounded by police on a Ferris wheel that where they can't go anywhere at that point. Like that it was just such a weird mess at that point. And they just were still arguing about custody battles, basically. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Why would they agree to go here for any reason? Then yes, once again, so there's a visual in the movie. Like the only reason to have a Ferris wheel in the movie is because it's up there with the Ryuk apple or the other thing we talked about a moment ago. I forgot where oh yeah, the dance where you're only, it's only in the movie because they wanted a visual to put into it. So, like, they wanted to have a slow motion scene of them falling off a collapsing Ferris wheel, which I think was supposed to be a climactic scene, but I laughed. Yeah, I, oh, laughed, I laughed. I laughed so hard. Oh, God, it looks stupid. Because the, the Ferris wheel starts collapsing and they start falling off of it and it's in slow motion, which is, at on that level, that's kind of fine. You just, you pay some, you just play some dramatic Whatever. music or something. Yeah. Instead, they start playing like an '80s power ballad or something. Yeah, they play like a fucking power ballad. I was like, "Wait, are we like? Is this the end of Transformers, the animated movie, or is this like actually a serious movie going on?" Like, I expected like the actual you got this lyrics. Touch. Like, I don't want to face <laughs> the night alone. I could never make it through my life if I had to make it on my own. Yeah, uh, I don't it's want like some... to love nobody else. Like, it's one of those irritating '80s songs, and it's, it's like, yeah, it's an it's an '80s love power ballad. And you've got the, like the really shitty like dun 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 dun, you know, kind of like like the really old sounding guitar, like it wasn't recording yeah. on a good recorder, and like yeah, it, it's it was like the worst song you could pick, <laughs> like it was literally the worst song you could pick for this movie, and I don't know, like you could have even done the like I would have preferred the opener for season two of it, Death Note to be playing at that moment rather than the It was up ballad. there with the with the uh, the sex scene musical cue from Watchmen where I'm like I can't tell if I'm supposed to be laughing right now but I am. <laughs> it's like I, like I don't know if Glory Glory Hallelujah was supposed to be funny in Watchmen well, they do, but it made they me do laugh so ballad, hard. They do the power, power ballad twice, don't they? Yeah, a few minutes later they do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So, so like what happens is this is essentially the end of the movie. But then he what happens is uh Light wakes up in his uh in a in a hospital and his dad was like you were cured the whole time. He's like you want to you want to know how I did it? Do you really want to know? And then he explains how he's alive right now, which is that apparently he found two uh two people. I think one of them was like a one of them might one of them might have been a murderer and the other one was a pedophile, I think, and he got one of them to just be the new Kira for a while, which is that he was because he, he mind controlled both of them because they have super mind control powers. One of them's going to take the uh, one of them's going to fish the notebook out of the river and then write people's names in the notebook for the for like the two days while uh, uh, while in order to keep uh, light from being convicted because like he while while lights in a coma, he's going to just be mass murdering people the same way the light was by just watching TV and writing everyone's names down. Yeah. And then the other one was a doctor 
who is going to keep Light in a medically induced coma for two days and then kill himself. And they, they, they both kill themselves at the end. And the uh, the guy that was killing everybody delivers the notebook to Light finally before he dies. And it's like... Like, on one Why? level, it's like it almost works as a twist in the, in this this screwed up version of the story where we have mind control powers versions of the notebook that are, that are just way too powerful. Yeah. Uh, but then before long, what happens is we have L tracking down the spare page that Watari's name was on that was t- taken away. And it's suggesting that L might write down Light's name for revenge. And while this is all happening, all the revelations are happening, it starts playing another power ballad song for some reason. And then the movie just ends. <laughs> yeah, it just ends with the assumption that L will write down someone's name and that, that it will just work. That anybody can just write down a name inside of a death note yeah. and they or inside of a death note page and it will just kill those it shows, people. Yeah, it shows L finding the name that was stashed by Mia and it shows uh, Ryuk being like, humans are so interesting. And then it just cuts to hyper-stylized credits while the music, yeah. while the song continues to play. And I'm like, why did this movie turn into a series of power ballads? I don't Weird. know where whose decision that was, but it was the wrong one. I don't... This it was there was a really uh, this was movie was a mistake. <laughs> it, it's uh, like the tweet that you posted out was as um you said you were you were disappointed that Ghost in the Shell wasn't the only bad anime. I was adaptation. disappointed that Ghost in the Shell wasn't the worst anime adaptation. Yeah, it wasn't the worst anime adaptation because Ghost in the Shell had more good scenes than this movie did, and it had more good visuals and it had more actually good parts, but all of them combined into a bad movie. Partly because it was making the mistake of putting in scenes from two different Ghost in the Shell storylines, not mixing them out any of them correctly, and then just throwing it out there. So like the problem was with Ghost in the Shell yeah. is it would it would use like the iconic like water battle scene and the iconic tank scene and the iconic uh boat conversation, like those memorable moments from the, the original anime and the then no context. Yeah, they would be divorced from the original context. This one's yeah. just a weird train wreck of bad ideas and bad characterization and bad script writing and weird yeah. constant plot holes. And it's like you, the only way you can enjoy this movie is if you're the type of person that just turns off their brain and watches pretty things happen because it's really well shot. It's a Which pretty fine, movie. Like if you watch this movie on mute with no subtitles, there's a bunch of really good shots throughout the film. <laughs> yeah. If you have no idea what's going on and everyone's always deaf. buying neon lights. <laughs> Like this is one of the few times where being deaf is an, is like a great ability because <laughs> you can just you can just not turn subtitles on and enjoy yourself a really delightful movie to watch. Um, but otherwise, I would recommend just playing it on mute. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. It just doesn't it just doesn't, doesn't work. work on so many levels. Like it's not Suicide Squad. Suicide no, Squad was a not. movie where literally every facet of the film was incompetent. Like the script writing to the editing to parts of the CG to the costume design to the directing, just every like even parts of the acting, like almost every part of Suicide Squad had things wrong with it. And people have made breakdowns at this point of like how the editing is such a disaster and stuff. This movie shot well and it has good actors for at least 80% of the roles. <laughs> unfortunately, one of them's the lead <laughs> actor. <laughs> one of the lead actors, one of the bad ones, unfortunately. Yeah. But there's a bunch of good actors in this movie and it's shot really well and. It does scenes well oftentimes, but the writing is a nightmare. It doesn't work as an adaptation or standing on its own. I, in fact, I watched it. And I'd say that because I watched it twice. <laughs> Why did you watch it twice? 
I watched it uh, like four days ago for the purpose of having an initial reaction. And then I was like, okay, when I watched Baby Driver and Wreck-It Ralph, there was like a shock of realizing what the movie actually was that diminished the movie a little bit. And I had to rewatch it to like it more. In Wreck-It Ralph case, it was like the realization of, oh, we're going to be on this place the entire movie. I thought we were going to leave. And so, like, I kept waiting for them to leave the bu- bubblegum place and go on to another cool spot, and they didn't. And that bothered me the first time around because I was waiting for it to happen, and it never happened. So, watching a second time was better because I'm like, okay, I'm, I know what this movie is now, and I, I don't have to have weird expectations. So, I was like, okay, first time was the shock of realizing this is, like, a horrid adaptation. So, I watched <laughs> it a second time to see if it just works as a movie. And it really doesn't work as a movie. It only works really as just being another faceless movie in the ocean that is bingeable, random, disposable Netflix content that you then forget about forever. Yeah. It doesn't work as anything that you're going to, like, praise on any level. It's just... Yeah, unfortunately, it's not something I would recommend to anybody ever. No. It's not something I'd say, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's worth a watch. Like, it's just not... The plot's mostly just frustrating because it's a rules-oriented story that keeps making up the rules as it goes along. Which means that it's basically, in many ways, not a story. It's just to be, it's just, it's like that, it's like little kids going, nah, for a story. And it's just kind of infuriating. Uh, so I don't think either of us even begin to recommend this movie. Yeah, I, the only thing I could say is like the best part about this movie so far. Uh, for me personally, has been just the reviews. Oh, God. That's it. Uh, reading people's reviews on Netflix is always hilarious. Uh, I... And that's about the only use that you should ever have for clicking on the Death Note. Uh, I'm actually kind of looking Netflix. forward to on the review topic that uh, I think H Bomber guy has been tweeting about the idea of working on a review of this movie. I'm like, I want to see that happen. <laughs> I would I'd be happy to see that happen because uh, this movie deserves it. <laughs> Yeah, I. Oof, oof, oof! This movie, this movie, it's. I hope this. I'm really hoping that this serves as a point because this happened. This has been happening time after time after time now, where especially so quickly, where we just had Ghost in the Shell and now we had Death Note, and both of them were terrible flops. Um, it's well, hard to judge. We'll, it based we'll on see. Death we don't Note. know yet for Death Note because Netflix just hides how well everything does. Yeah, I don't know how it's like, Netflix. It's it's, it's not critically it, but... received well or even received well by fans seemingly. But if it makes money, they might not learn the lesson at all. Well, I mean, I don't know how you even judge that at all with Netflix. I don't know how you judge if it made or made money or we not. Said, uh, uh, I think they would just go by sheer viewership, basically. But you don't but show it's, ads. Yeah. So it's not, you're not making money off of that. You're well, just... they, I think they look at just the sheer amount of viewership and then they ju- and they judge on some level whether or not there's whether or not that affects their subscriptions. Like, are there a bunch of new subscriptions when they released it? Or and is there a huge amount of viewership? And that would pr- signify whether or not they continue with that strategy, probably, is just whether or not they yeah. think it's good for maintaining a, subscri- a subscription base. Because, I mean, they, do, case, they do Aust- uh, Ashton Kutcher and Adam Sandler stuff, too. And that's... I'm sure it's all garbage. Yeah. In any case, I'm hoping that this starts to prove as a very, uh, very good lesson that just don't, don't do that. Don't make anime movies. Like it's not, it, you're not going to do it. You're, you're ne- like, that's the thing. You're never going to do it and it's not going to work because 
art is a perfectly fine medium. These are these are already it's not like a book. Like anime is already a visual medium. There's no reason to make it another vi- no reason to revisualize a medium if it works fine. And you can't compact yeah. 32 episodes into an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> like you can't do that. That's the biggest thing is you can't make like 30 episodes into 90 minutes where it's like every yeah, every episode will get 3 minutes of playtime. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's the condensation me- level there. And it basically means you're just going to have iconic scenes from 38 uh, like 38 episodes or whatever, 34 episodes. It's going to try to it's, call back to three specific things usually yeah. with none of the context, so it's just not going to work and it's going to be a weird nightmare. I mean, I think yeah. you can technically adapt an anime, but it would have to be like it would have to be a show. It can't what, be a movie. Yeah. You could <laughs> you can't I'm, turn I'm sure. an anime into a movie. You might be able to make like a decent Death Note TV show. Yeah, if you uh, as long as, and then, as, long and even as you then you don't... have to pay respects to why people like the thing. Yeah, but I'm saying like as long as you don't hire Moffat, I think you could do a good job. Yeah, because this felt uh, like it only had a superficial idea of what people like, which is like it's a notebook that kills people, and the and that guy's rival eats candy and stuff like that. And it's like that's not yeah. the important. Stop showing me shots of candy. Develop really the character, weird. please. It's really weird because you can't just pay somebody to watch a 34 episode show. And then write a can. script base on it, <laughs> like. But no one does it. So is it that hard? Like, I'm sorry, Netflix literally has fucking the Death Note anime on its service. There's no excuse <laughs> why its own. It. Yeah, which is there's no excuse why its own writers can't watch their content on their own medium, and then write a script based on that. H- how did this? How did this happen? Like, I I can understand if it was just a manga. Like, say you took an anime. Or you made, you made an anime film based solely on something that was a manga. Okay, yeah, if you get it fucked up a little bit, that's fine. I understand. It's, yeah. You're not going to expect someone to read 35 volumes. It, Death Note is sitting there, and it's been sitting there for years on Netflix. Just watch it. I'm just it's in the camp where I'm like, long. I'm cool with them. If they want to change the story, that's fine, but they need to keep the same... They at least need to pay respect to the basic ideas yeah. that were why the just, show worked, which is to have just keep two, the characters. two rival characters playing head games, preferably being yeah, actually the same characters. Yeah. And I don't understand have the why same you basic mechanics. Like, just, you can do you can tell your own story with those mechanics, but you can't just like throw it all out the window and just call it Death Note and then yeah. have which this is, happen. And that's the thing, that's what most anime movies what the most of them feel like at this moment. Because if you do Ball, that in your adaptation, you're just like, What's shell. the point? Yeah. Like, it, it becomes a thing where it's like everyone who liked the thing won't like your thing because it wasn't like the thing and everyone else doesn't know what the thing is and so they don't care yeah it doesn't set up <laughs> a brand recognition because people aren't going to be like oh yeah death note 2 it's a sequel to that death note thing i watched on netflix i think once i don't remember but, but dragon then the ball other- is actually a good point by the way it's like this is more compare like this is less comparable to Ghost in the Shell adaptation and more comparable to the Dragon Ball Evolution adaptation yeah. and how it's like unrecognizable to the source material. Yep. No, I didn't forget. I never forget Dragon Ball. <laughs> it was a very fun time. Boy. Just please stop. Just stop while you're ahead, Netflix. You right, did it so once, f- it didn't work out. So final uh final conviction, I suppose, or consensus uh don't watch death note unless you're no. specifically getting a group of friends together that are fans of death note that are going to hate watch it together or something this is a really great movie <laughs> to get drunk with your friends to and watch a terrible terrible movie you'll probably laugh at especially when power power ballads kick in 
Oh my uh, god. Why was th- will... that was so funny? Why was the you're, climax you're, so funny? You're gonna freaking you're you're just gonna laugh. You're gonna fucking laugh the moment that the 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 scene happens and you see two people falling to their death and a power ballad goes and it's like, I can't live without you and you're like, <laughs> I I don't even know anymore, man. Why am I here? How did I get here? Is this all right, Can go, go ahead and post your hateful comments down below. See you guys next time. Yeah, bye.